Martin Luther had a dream, but Freddy Krueger had a Ruger. X Malcolm hopped the picture, so now we back to the future. Now we back to these losers embracing death like they used to. Poking out they chest, but listen, son, now you leaking that future. Huh? So who's the shooter? Huh? Is it your man? Or was it a fan? Or was it a stand? Huh? Pop would beg to differ. In hindsight, I bet you he said he was not a nigga. Plus Biggie Smalls was just minding his business, yo. Smoking in Optimal. Somebody got the drop, the homie Biggie has got to go. And they couldn't stop it, no, I wish that they could Yeah, the world needs change, but man, I wish that we would So out a long frown, a man hung from a four pound His blood ripples on the floor from the war sound His mama sitting at the wake, hoping the Lord's found Another dead, another gone now, damn George Elliott said that it's best to be what you want to be. Fucking do what you want to do. So I do what I want to do. Bet you did it to floss. Bitch, I did what I wanted. Bet you did it and lost. Bitch, I did it and won it. Shit, I'm never coming back. Listen, I just want to rap. Gee, I told y'all all of that. On about a dozen tracks. I don't give a fuck. I just, I just, I just want to rap. Spitting fire on this track like a fucking thundercat. Plus, this mic is bleeding roho. This shit is a no-no. Rolling in that low-low. Plus, I'm from that ball. Need a folk, folk, smoking on my logo. Ready for the wall, and we so so. Still with the flow, somebody gonna go vote. Heard the lames, and I swear they so so. Too much love for the fame just to go broke. You said like I had the rap game in the stroke. Never think I got the whole world in a rope. Got to think a damn dog, you crazy. Is he the next Jay Z? My crystal ball is hazy, but I don't know. Maybe. Welcome back to the Insane Chick Podcast. This is your host, Chris, here, and I'm joined by uh, somebody who has just bullied her way into the show. Uh, repeatedly, although I did ask for it this time, so it's, it's different. It's different this time. I have a Joy from Black Girl Nerds. How you doing, Joy? Good. Please make that clear because I don't always bully myself on the show. I do it majority of the time, but this time somebody slid in my DMs right. and said, "Hey, you want to be on the show?" And I said, "Yes." I was being I was being preemptive because I feared you hadn't hit me up yet, and I was like, I knew I could just feel it. I knew it was coming. So I cut you off. But, I was like, I decided no, well, to go ahead and... Well, thank you. But that's the thing. I know, like, I was like, it's Black History Month. I need to be on <laughs> Chris' show at some point. Right. But I'm going to let him do the lead work. <laughs> like, you know, it's close to Valentine's Day. I need you to be the pursuer, not me. Like, we can work this out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could just feel, I was like, you know what? Something, something's going to happen. I, I just feel like I, I should probably reach out and, and uh, let her know. And, um... See what she says, and uh, you were immediately like, yes, let's do it. On this date, I was like, it, it, it was even the date I was going to suggest, but I didn't suggest a date. I was like, I'm going to see when she's free, and see, and on hope that it's the weekend of the 11th, and uh, that's the weekend you picked, and I was like, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, this was this was meant to be, and uh, we're here. <laughs> yes, very excited. Yes. Um, uh, let's go ahead and, uh, again, let me get some of the hell keeping top away. Uh uh, this show is being sponsored by Susan Barry, the Pool Law Firm, which is located in Silver Spring, Maryland. Uh, Susan Barry and Troy Pool are excellent attorneys in the Maryland, D.C. area. If, they're from, if you're from the D.C. and Maryland area, so if you're in the DMV, please check them out. The Pool Law Firm handles criminal law, family law, and personal injury. So if you need an attorney you want to know more, head over to their wonderful website. It's www.thepoollawfirm.com. That's pool with an E-P-O-L-E, lawfirm.com. And the number is 301-585-3014. 
I decided to put that a little bit early because, again, we're talking about Trump's America, and <clears throat> you might need a fucking lawyer if you're black and brown. So I'm just throwing it out there in case people need to know. Well, here's another thing. If you are in a situation where you're trying to tell somebody who is the court, see you in court, you might want to ask the pool law firm for help. The president's a fucking idiot, yo. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing if I can even say. Like, I, 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 I have a whole list of stuff we're going to go into. I wouldn't even try to leave with Trump stuff, and we're not going to really leave with Trump stuff. But I just got to say, this guy's a fucking moron. Like, and, and I'm saying this as somebody who went through, lived through the George W. Bush era and was like, oh, God, this guy's an idiot. No, no. D- Donald Trump makes George W. Bush look like a fucking Mensa member, yo. It is fucking, abs- it is incredible. He is literally a child. He's tweeted, see you in court to the that's, court that's, decision. Well, that's the Court thing. Like, I'm not even going to give it to him. I'm, I refuse to infantile this over seven-year-old white man. Like, you are a full-blown adult. You've lived a whole-ass life. Like, right. you choose to act like this because you are privileged. You are underqualified for your job. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're underqualified for your job. And you are a textbook case of white men who get far and ahead and i say this all the time i am ashamed that you went to my school and i hate you right and he is a d is the greatest like i almost don't want to do great moments of white privilege anymore under the trump administration because literally he is a testament to the great moments in white privilege that he is this is a mediocre white man or less than mediocre white man who gets a buy? Like people are like, oh, but no, he's a great businessman. No, when you look at what he's done in business, no, he's he, not. He, That's he, a lie. Right, right. I mean, looking past the failures of his business, which are many, looking past the failures. All right, when you look at the what he did to cut deals, they weren't cutting deals. It's literally him being a brash, bullish white guy who had the privilege to be able to do that kind of shit, like. You're, that's not good business. He's an asshole. That's not good business sense. That's not good strategy. That's just him being an asshole and people backing down to it because he's an asshole with power. That doesn't make you a good fucking businessman. No, but, make you people, but you know why? Because people uh, uh, automatically associate good business with white males, straight white males. Yeah. So that's the look. I went to I went to the same school, unfortunately, as Donald Trump did. I'm obviously way younger than him. And he is the only the the only pin president out of all the presidents, and this is what we got. So I'm pissed. <laughs> but um, we both went to the same school. I went to Warden. He also went to Warden. His, uh, uh, Ivanka and the oldest son also went to Warden as well. And none of them are good at their jobs. Like I'm sorry. Yeah. Like you have as a president, you've gone bankrupt multiple times, and that's cool to do the reset button and not show your taxes and do shady deals in other various countries. Like in your day to day life where, you know, you're not you don't have the codes to like all the nuclear weapons. But as president, none of this business acumen is going to help us. Yeah, none of it. Like the, this acumen that y'all swear that he has only acumen he knows how to he only has is like keeping black people from getting well, apartments in his complexes. <laughs> like, and, and, and again, like I said, I'm not trying to lead. I, I've been trying to do better not leading the shows with the Trump news, but since we're here, I'm going to get a little bit of it. Like, 
when you look at how he's running, trying to run the country, and he's trying to run the country. I mean, you always heard the during the election, well, you know, America, I want to run like a business. And listen, if you want America to run like a business and you're talking about something like, I don't know, I don't know, something like Google or something like something that you're like, okay, they have some bad qualities, but there are also some good, a lot more good qualities to them. You know, I'm like, I can work with that. When when I'm hearing people, but, but when I when I hear people say I want America to run like a business, what I'm really hearing is it's a it's usually a bunch of white people, who like you said associate a good business with the head of some of the the worst run white businesses we've seen. Like it was what was it? Um, it's not a Carly Fiorina. She was the she ran for president. She was the um head of HP, and people are like, oh well, she's a good businesswoman. She has business acumen, like. She ran HP into the ground. Right. Like, like she was successful. She came out on top. But the company she left in her wake was a disaster. Like, yep. people say they want the country to run this way. And, and you got to understand that uh, uh, she was a white woman, but you have mostly white men who are saying this and they want the country to run like a business. The way white men run con- run businesses, it's, it, it's, by, it's not by using business skills that are cutting the best deal for everyone or anything like that. No, they're fucking ruthless. They fucking bully people. They fucking use their fucking privilege to keep other people down from getting anywhere in, in the competition. That's what they fucking do. You can't run a country like that. And Donald Trump is finding that. You know, he's making, he's signing all of these executive orders and then he's just expecting them to, to fall in the fucking line. Because when you're a businessman and you're running a company, for the most part, you can kind of do that, right? You still have a board. You still have other people you have to answer to. But for the most part, if you have the power and you have the friends on the board that you you need, you can do this kind of shit. You can, also you can, with you, businesses, like people forget that there's two things that is, is kind of common in businesses. One... Because funny enough, our Trump administration, oh, he runs it like a business. Businesses have certain procedures in place to make sure that they're non-discriminatory amongst a lot of different people. So race, gender, sexual orientation, uh, gender spectrum, things of that nature. They have to write that in legal writing so that they don't get their ass sued, which is hilarious because that is not what the Trump administration is doing now. Mm -hmm. The second thing is that when you look at a majority of these boards for businesses – it's usually mostly white. Mm-hmm. So then it's exclusionary too. So if you're looking at, well, Trump will run it as a business. Yeah, you're right. His, uh, his cabinet is mostly white. But if you're talking about like what standard business major, you know, fortune 500 corporations in writing and not all the time do they uh, uphold it, obviously they have to be non-discriminatory or else somebody's going to sue their ass, which is what happened to Trump twice <laughs> with the Muslim band. Yeah, but yeah, let him run like a business if y'all want it. I, I guess he doesn't. I mean, it, it just—they're not used to being told no. They're not used to being answered to anybody else, and so now he's sitting here. He's running this stuff, and that's why you see him so angry. He's angry at the fact that there's checks and balances, and that he just can't do what he wants to do and keep it there. You know, and it, it's just—it's it's annoying. It, and it's, I, it just—and it blows my mind because like y'all. Like, majority of these people that are still senators, like, that are still on the floor, that are still around, were people that were here during the Obama administration. Y'all constantly told him no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised how y'all are shocked that sometimes the Dems are like, oh, no, we're just going to protest this overnight for, for Betsy, uh, 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 whatever her name is, Becky DeVos, whatever her name is. Um, 
or hey we're gonna read Coretta Scott uh, Scott King's letter during the Sessions confirmation hearing like stuff like that I'm I'm surprised because like y'all did the same thing I forgot who was the the dude was it was it Mitch McConnell who was like our only job is to like say no to every piece of legislation that Obama will sign when he hit when he made it to the office mm-hmm. like um y'all did the same thing but everybody got selective memory I guess well, no, it's it's again like the the GOP. Like for all the talk that we have about the Dems being spineless and not taking up, listen, Dems for the most part have gotten their footing and have done pretty pretty well. You know, they they came together. We I thought that some of them, most of them were going to vote for Jeff Sessions. They came behind and stood behind and didn't vote for Je- Jeff Sessions. They all voted against Betsy De- uh, Devos. It didn't stop any of these from happening, which I knew was going to happen. Like. Once Trump won, I was like, "Listen, his con- his con- his his picks are getting are, are getting in there, right? But not because of the not because of Dems, because of the GOP. They're yep. literally rolling over. Like the GOP know people like De- Betsy uh, DeVos is 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 not qualified for this. They know this. They know she's not. Two of them two of them switched over, but the rest of them know she's not qualified for that job. But they don't give a fuck. Like again." These are people that are, are, are mo- again, mostly white men who are more concerned with keeping their power than anything else. It's just, it's, it's fucking absurd. It drives me fucking crazy. Um, yeah, I, I did not mean to start this, the show this way, but I, I got in there after. Just have the fucking sponsor. God damn, man. It's, maybe it's going to be that kind of show. Fuck. Yeah, what sorry. Yeah, what was it going to be? Uh, also, check out tweakedaudio.com for you. the heads, folks. <laughs> Uh, if you want to hear more of me ranting, you need some good air quality earphones and, and earbuds. Uh, hit up tweakedaudio.com, put the code in reviews, and get 33% off, free shipping and free lifetime warranty. Um, and again, you know the best way to support the show is the MTR Premium Network. I know this week we put out, I think it was Paris is Burning for our DocuDrunks, and what else was it? It was something else. I don't even remember what it was, but it was something. It was two episodes we put out this week. Um, was it? Oh, Alien Resurrection. See, movie's so bad, I fucking forgot we even talked about it. Uh, so we put that out there. And then uh, coming up this week, we'll be, uh, we're doing, I'm doing a comic book book club for Planetary, and uh, which is really good. I mean, Warren Ellis is a fucking nutcase. And anything you read by Warren Ellis is always going to be fucking weird. Planetary is no different. It is very, very fucking weird, but really comes together towards the end. Um, and uh, then we're doing Predator for Nostalgia Review next week. So, I mean, um, tomorrow. So, those will both be out this week. So, um, like I said, we should be having some some new shows coming out as well that aren't about me. They'll be coming on to the Premium Network soon. So, uh, keep an eye out for that. And, um, yeah, I think that's it for now. Uh, we'll, we'll get it. Oh, if you want to sign up for MTR Premium, again, go to movietrailerviews.net or mtrnetwork.net. Um, please start using mtrnetwork.net because, again, my, my goal is in April to officially move over to MTR Network. .net versus movie trailer reviews. I'm keeping the movie trailer reviews name because I mean we built a brand off of that. But uh, I'm moving everything to MTR Network too because we do so much more than just movies and trailers and things like that. Obviously, because this show is going to become very political over the next four years. Unfortunately, I was really hoping not to be political over the next four years. But thank you, white women and white men, for voting for Trump. Thanks, thanks. And if you don't like me saying that shit, I'm gonna keep reminding you guys for four fucking years because. Wasn't black people. Mm-mm. Yeah, sorry. Um, all right, let's get into this. I'm not going to start with. I'm not. Even though we started with Trump, not going to start with Trump. I'm going to start with something. Uh, 
that's equally disturbing and annoying. Um, something I came out, I think it was Thursday I saw this. And it, it, again, it's, it's uh, white people, you guys are, ex- it's February. We're barely two weeks into February and you guys have already exhausted the fuck out of me. Stop doing this shit. All right. Jessica Test, Chesson, uh, teams with Tom Cormarnke and Christina Wade, Wayne for 1960s NASA event series. Yeah, about this. So, so. yeah. So, apparently, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, after the, you know, Hidden Figures has been doing really well. Or, as we white people know it, Hidden Fences has been doing really well uh, at box overs. It's the, the highest grossing um, uh, Oscar-nominated uh, film for Best Picture this year. I think it's it's got to be... Like what, 110, 120 million? Right, 120 awesome. and beat La La Land for the highest grossing Oscar nominating film this year. So, uh, yeah. So, you're, hey, look, it, it shows you that you know, the, the whole talk about, hey, well, you know, we can't do film centering black people because they, 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 they just don't, they just don't sell. Well, again, so I think, was it either last year or the year before last, was straight out of Compton, you know, uh, also another $100 million film uh, at the box office. You have um, that's in their own black black men. Now you have a film in their own black women. Hundred million dollars of film box office. Shit, it's almost like that. It's it doesn't. If the film is good, if you have black people in there, people will go to see it. Huh, weird, right? Um, and, and, and this one in particular, I like. Now, I personally, and I, I heard you guys' review about about Hidden Figures. I personally have a couple of reservations about Hidden Figures. Overall, it's a wonderful film, mm-hmm. um, and it does center black women. I was listening to, I think it was like Collider Heroes, and they were talking about how they rewatched uh, Hidden Figures and thought Kevin Costner should have gotten nominated for an Oscar too. Get like, the no, fuck out no, of he, here! Get no, the, he didn't. Get the I was fuck. like, I'm lying. Don't look, do look, 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 look. I have been all right. So before we get into this article, let me let me go ahead and get back into the rant because people didn't hear my review of this. I'm gonna get it. Listen, like you said, Hidden Figures, great movies, centers black women. I shut the fuck up because you know what is a very important film. People need to see it. But one thing we mentioned in our review was it's very heavy on some white savior moments. Sure. It's, and they do, yeah. and the dude who is the director, like mentioned it, dude is a white dude who directed the film. Yeah. And Kevin Costner has been big on these, let me be the white savior, because he did black and white. He did that movie with like the Mexican soccer player. That is what he, he does. Too. That is his thing. He saves. That's his thing. Yes. He loves his white savior. White savior in the last yes. couple of films, he's been the white savior. Yes, and so when I saw out. he was in a film, I was like, oh, about be some bullshit. Yeah. Overall, it's a wonderful. I really love the film. I think it was a great film. Now I do agree that I thought Taraji should have gotten nominated for the Oscar for Best Actress because she did a wonderful job in her acting when she blew up on them them white folk mm-hmm. <laughs> was everything. Like I felt that in my spirit. So I thought she should got nominated, but. Um, yeah, no, man, like, Kevin Costner getting nominated for an Oscar for Hidden for hidden Figures is a no for me, dog, like, forever. No, thank you. The whole, we all, you know, we His all be the same color. His isn't no, even you. real. It's yeah, not, it's like, like a mixture we, of people, isn't it? I, I'm watching the movie going, there's no way this white guy is a real character. No, I, I'm like, not. they they invented this. So when we looked it up, they're like, oh, yeah, he's a combination of, like, three different yeah, uh, uh, NASA heads. I'm like, yeah, because you took the racism out of all of them, and then you combine one magical white guy and put him in the fucking film. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, listen, um, gr- good film, important film. I'm gonna be honest here. Not my Oscar pick for best picture. If I want to, no, put it's a, not my. It's not my Oscar pick for best. If, picture. If I, I honestly think, I honestly think that it shouldn't have been nominated for best picture. 
I think Queen Akatwe should have been nominated for Best Picture. No white savior in that film. Hmm. Interesting. But again, whatever. I'm gonna let it slide because you know what? I'm gonna take it. It's black women who aren't aren't being mammies and ain't being you know, slaves or not doing. So you know what? And it, and it still, it, unlike most uh, black uh, white savior movies, it still for the most part centers black people and particularly black women. So you know what? I'm gonna let it slide. I'm I, I'm gonna let it slide. So it's got some I loved Queen of Catway. Mm-hmm. I think it could have been nominated for for Best Picture. I still would have kept Hidden Figures. I would have removed one of these other white films. Take the... I'll t- yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah take Manchester... Because fuck Casey Affleck. Take Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, I know, you know he's getting like, right. a lot of buzz yeah. for it, but like take somebody else that's terrible. I mean, like, yeah, you know what? You know what? I'll allow that. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, leave Hidden Figures in. Take out Manchester by the fucking Sea. There we sure. go. Sure. I'm fine All with right, that. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, no. But the fact that... Because we're getting off tantrum. But yeah, mm-hmm. no. I think we're, we're aligned on it. Overall, great film. I will say, despite those hiccups of the white savior part, they absolutely center those black women. They center absolutely. all three of those absolutely 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, that is very rare. And to your point, we have such a diverse um, level and complexity of black women this year at the Oscars. Because mm-hmm. you have Moonlight, you have Naomi Harris getting nominated. Uh, and she did an amazing job. And she talked about her her hesitation on being like, she was like, I never, as a as a woman who is black, I never wanted to do a crackhead role because that's mm-hmm. that stereotype, right? That's something that has mm-hmm. been done in the past, but because she was doing it based off of the director Barry Jenkins' life, she did it and did a phenomenal job in her acting. Absolutely. She only did that in three days. She did oh, that wow. whole her all of her scenes was three days. Oh wow! Um, you have hidden figures with all the women there. You know, Octavia Spencer is wonderful. Come on with a snot bubble and mm-hmm. Viola Davis, the queen of my life mm-hmm. in Fences. And she should, she's probably going to win it, and she should, right. like, because she's incredible. also think Denzel should win it because, again, fuck Casey Affleck. But the point is that we have a diverse type of black woman in these films. Yeah. However, yeah. with Jessica Chastain and whatnot, it's going back to the people, white folk in particular, saw Hidden Figures and was like, man, isn't NASA great for being so progressive? skirt on 22s what happened was these women black women like literally uh uh, kicked the door open to make sure that they were able to do what they did and octavia spencer's character is wonderful because she stayed on at nasa for a Mm -hmm. long time ushering in more black women Mm -hmm. um and and training uh women uh of color in the in the role she was in like her real life character so the fact that y'all saw this film and was like, you know, we need more women's stories in NASA and STEM. Absolutely. Centering a white woman. That's not the, that's not what they, the takeaway was. They literally watched the movie and go, huh, I want to follow Dolphin Teeth, yo. I want to, I want to, uh, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to know more. <laughs> I want to know more about this passive aggressive white woman here who was outdated and literally had to be dragged into the future by a black woman. I want to know more about her fucking story. That's what this fucking shit is. Unreal. Unfucking real. Like, and Jessica okay. Chastain is this is not the first time she's been her name has been attached to a role like this because she's like, you know how we have like new blacks? She mm-hmm. definitely one of them new allies. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> what are those like I am progressive white woman, but you always be she's you know, always constantly taking roles from other people of color, looking at you Scarlett Johansson. But with Jessica Chastain, because remember she was she was uh tapped to do that story about the cons- white woman consultant to Sitting Bull, mm-hmm. as in the indigenous leader 
like Sitting Bull. And people were like, why don't you just make a film about Sitting Bull, though? Why do you need to do the, the white woman consultant? Everyone was so confused. Like, um, but you could just do the movie on mm-hmm. so, Sitting you know, Bull. Yeah, so no. I wasn't surprised that her name was tapped for that because she loves those, like, I am a white woman, hear me roar uh, uh, films like, like Sloan and the Sitting Bull movie and stuff like that. But it's like, girl, I don't care about your, your – like, and I'm not saying that white women didn't have a hard time in STEM fields. That's true. But girl, don't do this after Hidden Figures. Like you just look like you were absolutely biting off the whole entire story. Yeah. So so here's what it is. It's it's oh, I'm a little bit of feedback here. Um, the, apparently this is about the uh, uh, scientists sought out on uh, scientists sought out 13 female pilots throughout the country who were willing to take the same risk as their male counterparts, contributed to the space race. The women who would later become known as Mercury 13 passed the same test as the men, and in some cases even surpassed them. However, Lovelace was unable to secure a cooperation from NASA and shut down the project despite the astronauts plea to uh, President John F. Kennedy in a congressional hearing. The series Chastain is teaming up with uh, and, and, uh, intends to shed light on how the government how government agencies and top politicians conspired to kill the project. In other words, it's a story worth telling, but the fact didn't but that fact didn't stop outraged warriors from immediately inserting their identity politics into the situation to twist something good into something problematic. Um because the story involves white women being silent, some people are now labeled as triggers of tale that only deserve to diminish the importance of hidden figures and other stories about women of color in the same arena. All right, so here's the thing. He's right, right? The, the, you know, this film, the, the, it, it, there is, like you said, there are the 13 white women who got an opportunity and stuff like that. All right, cool. Um, don't tell me, though, that this product isn't getting greenlit and shoved into the, into the forefront because of the success of hidden figures. Yep. Like, that's what that is. Like, it's not that people are upset that you're going to tell the story. No, you're right. It's a story that's worth telling. But it's telling that you decided to wait and go in on the coattails of black women, knowing that you, if, if this has been a story of 13 black women who were, who were, uh, who were, who were uh, uh, um, brought in to be pilots of that, it wouldn't have happened. If, 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 let's say it's a reversal of roles, right? Let's say Hidden Figures was about white women uh, mathematicians that were uh, helped uh, put men in the moon, right? And let's say it got universal praise. Let's say just just like Hidden Figures, right? It got $100 million at the box office, doing really well. Are you telling me that if there was a story of 13 black women who were going to be pilots, that that would have been greenlit after the success of Hidden Figures if, it was about, if Hidden Figures was about white women? It wouldn't have been. That's the difference. That's what people keep forgetting about this shit. All right. It's not that uh, it's, it's a shame that uh, these marginalized white women uh, can't have their story told. That's not the problem. The problem is if the shoe was on the foot, that door wouldn't be open for women of color. Women of color are always used to open the doors up for everybody else. Yeah. And are expected to open the doors for everybody else. But when it comes to white women, they can make their own little thing, make their own little and help themselves while not helping anybody fucking else. And that's the problem here. It's not that the story can't be told. It's just that it's so fucking blatant that you're going. Like I said, it's been in the news new day, week after week, every week about how well Hidden Figures is done. It's just like um, uh, straight out of Compton, right? It's just like, wow, people are really shocked about how well it's doing. I'm like, well, it's a good movie. And um, like I, 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 last few uh, months when we've gone to, to screeners, there will be a bus. Uh, from from some from somewhere, bring kids into the theater, and it's like late at night. It's like Tuesdays and Thursdays, like like seven thirty, seven seven thirty, and I'm like, yo, I think they're going to see Hidden Figures. They're literally bussing kids in 
Oh, absolutely. In multiple the, cities. Right, in multiple cities to see this film. I was like, yeah. that's all, like, that's why, that's why this is happening. It's happening because you all have done such a, white people have done such a great job of shutting out these stories so that we can't see ourselves in this position. We can only be slaves, you know, or drug addicts or drug or dealers or, or, you know, that that's what we can be. We now have a story that we've never really seen before that many of us knew, but we didn't see in on the big screen. And so we're, we're excited about that. And here you come not only on the heels of that, on the heels of, of these women getting recognition, not just for uh, their acting and, and nominations, but also for the, um, uh, for the movie itself. And then in, in Black History Month, you announced this, you announced this series that's going to follow white women at NASA. Let's say, let, let's say you're, it wasn't your intention to do that. You're just stupid. It's just mm-hmm. optically, it's stupid. It's the yep. dumbest thing in the fucking world. Right? You couldn't wait. You had to piggyback off of this and go, me too. So just all of that alone, it's stupid. Beyond that, though, we know what it is. Once again, black women have to forge their own way in, force their door open, and then hold it for everybody else while you rush past them and then don't do the same. No, fuck that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't want to see this shit, and I hope it fucking I hope, I hope nobody fucking watches it. Yeah, it could have been an interesting story, but you couldn't fucking wait. You had to sit there and try to go, oh, me too, me too. What about us? Because you can't, you just can't let black people have a moment of success. Get the fuck out of here, and that that really fucking bothered me. You know, yeah, it's, it's it's terrible. Like, and on top of that, like, it has this overall beef I have with, you know. I think I, I wouldn't say I'm a sci-fi fan, but I have an appreciation for sci-fi and fantasy. Um, we have had so many different countless examples of major space franchises led by white women. Mm-hmm. And the only time that we've really gotten a shot to lead some type of space narrative is when it's a true story, which goes back to the conversation of when it comes to black people, people are only interested in hearing our stories when it's based on a true story. So some type of biopic or biopic alike type of film, or if we're playing a sports player or entertainer somewhere where in a per- in words of Viola, you can, you can buy into our humanity. Um, but in general, when it comes to sci-fi and space, like white women have been at the helm for star Wars, for example, listen, Star Wars is a great franchise. It's a historic franchise and an iconic franchise led by white brunette women. Let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> like I'm still waiting for a black woman to to be the lead woman in a Star Wars film. I'm still waiting for a woman of color to lead the Star Wars film. Now, Star Trek is going to be uh, uh, the captain is going to be a black woman. And then they have an Asian woman who's going to be also on the team. And like it's going to be I'm, I'm looking forward to see what they do with that. But like. Women have white women have controlled those space narratives. So you're pressed about this NASA story, which is a, an important story to be told. I'd rather you do a space story like Mae Jemison and her her the issues that she had to go through being the first black woman in space. Like that's really interesting to me. I'm just I'm just tired. Like I don't care about your Mayo narratives. I'm just gonna be truthful. Like I really don't don't care. And when we're talking about who buys into films the most. Black women in particular have always been loyal to their dollars. They love film. I don't know where this thought that we don't buy into these films, but we love film. The reason why Hidden Figures did well, yeah, it was like it got universal love, but black women committed to that film because they finally saw a story that was 
around them where they're not the maid or the the Jezebel or all of these other narratives that they have been and people in the past who have been nominated for these major awards have played and they were like this is something I get excited about so I guarantee you those kids that got busted I guarantee you was a black a, a team of, of of black women um planning for them to come over there like a black female teacher or a black female principal um they also did a lot of great work with a uh, code 4020 or 2040 they're they black girls code um they are housed under google and they did a program with hidden figures called future katherinejohnsons.com where they highlighted black girls who are learning how to code in stem and took a lot of them to go see hidden figures Mm -hmm. a lot of black women initiatives is what drove that number in the box office much larger than it probably would have wouldn't have done Mm -hmm. so if you actually put complex black women characters in your film it will do better than you than you projected i guarantee you on that yeah and it it it, and i think that it's it's been I'm, i'm happy like I said, and this is one of those things where I was like, even when I was like, I had my problem with the white savior narrative, but even compared to, like, I think something that came out, I think, was it beginning of last year? Race? The Jesse Owen movie? I was oh, like, compared, it was not as bad as Race. Right, I was like, I was, we, right. We, had, we talked about that. Right. I hate well, Race was rough. Right, I was, was like, rough. I was like, watching Race, I was like, okay, the white narrative in that one, the white savior narrative in that one was just, oh my God. Like It was, it was unbearable. Be, it was unbearable. Like, I could deal with this, because we got, we got way more complex black characters in here. And because I, it actually centered the black people in this film, like right. with, versus race. If y'all haven't seen race, like don't, don't waste <laughs> right. your breath. You don't, don't see it. Don't. But like I saw race, and they don't really center no. Jesse Owens as much as you would think he you would it would. <laughs> right. so it's supposed to be a Jesse Owens like based on a true story film. They center Jason Sudeikis character a lot more mm-hmm. than the black person is supposed to be on. The black person is the father. Like he is like that mainstay and if you don't know this is obviously not a spoil, spoiler because it's based on real life Jesse Owens did all of this stuff and people in America like to when they do talk about the few times they do talk about Jesse Owens like to talk about how Hitler wouldn't shake his hand he had to deal with racism and and prejudice in Germany but when he came back like the president at the time would not see him to congratulate him on his so, what was it for uh, uh, Olympic gold medal so so my, my, favorite, my favorite part of, the, the best part of all race is basically the end of the film where he's going yep. through his own award ceremony, and they tell him he has to go out, he has to go in through the, the side color door, entrance, the color entrance, like you know. And I'm like, that's where the film should that, that should be the middle of the film, right? That should, that should be the middle of the film, but they don't cover that because they don't want they don't want to talk about that kind of shit. And that goes back to like I said, the issue I had with 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 with, 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 with um, hidden figures, not because again it, it, again done a better job, but and it, and this is going to tie into the, the issue with you know the, this other movie white people still feel the need to put a white savior in, in these things because mm-hmm. they, they want to see a film that make that makes them go, okay, I'd be, I'd, I'd be Costner's character. When most times I'd, right, I'd you, be Jason you, character. Right, right. You wouldn't have been in that time period. You wouldn't have been. Cause if, if, if all of you guys would have been, we wouldn't have had, we wouldn't have a need for a movie called race. We wouldn't have a need for a movie called hidden figures because you guys would have all been doing the right thing and it wouldn't have colored bathrooms and shit like that. But no, the fact of the matter is you wouldn't be the white savior person. You wouldn't be the good white person. You'd be the person calling us niggers. It's just also, what it is. Like let's call a spade a spade. These white savior characters use black people as utilities, right? Make you feel, I mean, that's what it is. Make you feel good about yourself when honestly you shouldn't feel good. 
You shouldn't. Like, is, well, not well, not even that. I mean, utility in terms of you only care about this person because they can do something for you to get you ahead. Right. Yeah. So when you talk about head and figures, the reason why he cut he he comes and breaks the bathroom uh, uh, sign to make sure that she can go to the bathroom so she could be there and help with the equation. Right. She's a utility. Right. When you talk about race, the only reason why Jason Sudeikis wants to work with Jesse Owens is because it will give him his shot at the Olympics because mm-hmm. he's going through a divorce and he's an alcoholic. That's using Jesse Owens as a utility. Yeah. You're using them as literal physical tools to get you ahead in life like you usually do in history, but you actually don't care about the person. You're just willing to skirt past that they're black just so you can get and propel your career. Yeah. And that's both of those examples. White savior tropes aren't actually even really good yeah. outside of the obvious reasons, because even if you try to say like, hey, that would be me. OK, so you're just going to use black people as like things that you can dispose of because you didn't see Jason Sudeikis character at the end of, of, of race. Tell him, no, fuck that. You're coming with me to the front. And he then, just let him go to the colored right, side. Right. And and, and that, and that well, yeah, well, fuck it, I won't go either. Like, no, you're never going to do that. And the other thing, too, is, and this goes back to my issue with, like, Jessica Chastain and, and this and this, this series they're going to work on again. Hey, I'd be more willing to to defend the series being made and the timing and say, and just, and just overlook it if I could see more white women defending. Probably, like, I'm coming off a week of seeing, you know, white women writing articles complaining about Beyonce's birth photos on uh, Instagram. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming off of seeing white women telling, writing articles about how, oh, see, Lady Gaga shows Beyonce how to bring unity at the Super Bowl. Like, I'm coming off a week of that shit, all right? So when I come off of that shit and then see white women going, well, no, we, we were marginalized too. You guys should get behind us. Like, why? You guys don't help anybody else. But your fucking selves. And like you said, even when you do, it comes off of you're just doing it to make yourself look good. I can't tell you how many times this week I've had a deal when I was talking about like the election, things like that. And I'm like, hey, you know, white women voted for Trump. You know, this is just white, white women are the most annoying creatures on the earth right now because of this. <gasps> that is racist. How dare you say this? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, because look at you guys. You guys censored everything about you. Everything. You know, you come out, you complain, like you want, you want solidarity. You want people to come march for you and do the stuff like that. But then when, when, when women of color make any kind of mention of, of their grievances, you shut them out. When, uh, you, you were talking about, you want everybody behind, uh, 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 feminism and doing this stuff. But then, uh, Beyonce calls herself a feminist and you have 10,000 articles about why she's not really a feminist. You know, uh, Rihanna put where it does a skimpy outfit and, and does a photo shoot and like oh, that's not real feminism as you talk about how brave um lena dunham is for showing her midriff like i'm, I'm sick of it you know what I, i'm just i just am it's just it, it's so self-centered and so self-fucking righteous that is fucking absurd and every time you bring this up and you're talking about oh well you know white women voted more for donald trump <gasps> not this white woman stop saying not all white women Yep. You and don't then also, like, you don't like- you know, I love I love talking about Beyonce. Like going into your original point about Beyonce and then the Super Bowl and things of that nature. Look, I please take my opinion with a grain of salt because hey, guess what? I'm not black and queer. So I really don't got no dog in this fight. I'm gonna, you know, keep I'm gonna stay out of my I'm gonna, you know, get my straight ass out the paint on this one. Here's how I feel. I think 
I didn't necessarily personally agree with the fact that uh, they were saying that Lady Gaga's performance wasn't political. I think it was it was okay. Like she did America the Beautiful in the beginning. She did sing Born This Way, mm-hmm. which says you know talks about transgender people and talks about other people within that uh, sexual spectrum. Also cool and well. But I'm also not gonna sit here and be like, no, she was super political to queer folks of color who are like, hey, they actually have a dog in this fight versus Beyonce who dressed like a uh, dressed like uh, uh, um, um, MJ, but then had Black Panther dancers doing the X for Malcolm X in the performance for Formation, which says Negro knows. She said Negro knows on live television, dude. Like ne- she said Negro and Creole on live television. So like, I'm not also going to sit here and, and make that opinion. But the fact that we are constantly having we just don't like black women to be happy. Right. That's really what it boils down to in any way, shape, or form in, in any type right. of mainstream media in real life. Like, right. when Beyonce's out here doing her pictures of her pregnancy, white women are like, hey, you don't know who you're hurting with these photos. It's like, but she had a miscarriage before. How are you going to tell her? It's like, she knows that pain of not, you know, losing a child before they're born. And, and you know. But, the, who, but this, I'm, I'm sorry, but who the fuck are you? Right. To even this say is, shit. That's like, what okay, so, like, so, black women so, don't want you, you don't want to want black women to be happy. So y'all come up with any old off. excuse for Beyonce to live her life. So then y'all mad saying like, oh, you know, she shouldn't be doing X, Y, and Z. And then additionally, you're like, oh, well, Lady Gaga is being more unified. Honestly, in this political climate, like, Beyonce was, uh, and somebody said this on Twitter, which really, like, really hit me in the chest. The reason why we found Beyonce's performance at the last Super Bowl so divisive is that black women, in particular, are always seen as radical, mm-hmm. even when they don't mean to, mm-hmm. and even when they're not doing it intentionally. So when you have Beyonce taking photos, and she want to have, you know, the flowers in the background, the mismatch, like, panty and bra set, uh, you know, the chiffon over her head, it's always seen as radical in a certain way. When you see the t- dancers dressing in all black, we viewed it as Black Panthers, obviously, but Beyonce never came out and said, like, oh, it's about Black Panthers. We see it as radical. And it may or may not have been, but, like, we naturally see white women as unifiers and black women as well, radical, whole, extremist, whole, terrorist type of people. It's all, it's That's all, just how people naturally default to. Well, it's the whole thing of white purifying and pure and, and unifying and Black is divisive and evil, and yeah, it's just that the whole imagery thing, like there. And I just want to say this: look, look, you're right. I'm not, I'm black. I'm not queer. I don't know. Maybe for you know, not being queer, that that it colors my view of Lady Gaga's performance. Again, I think it was a great performance, good for her and stuff like that. But here's the thing: when people go, "Hey, wasn't political enough?" and well, she took just here, here's the thing: I have yet to hear of um, the. Um, Fraternal Order Police saying they're no longer going to cover, they're going to boycott covering uh, Lady Gaga events. Yep, that's true. Absolutely so, true. Until that fucking shit happens, shut the fuck up. I'm sorry, but right. I'm, 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 I'm like, it's just, I'm, I'm not to take anything away from Lady Gaga, but again, she's still a white woman. Absolutely. She, you, she, still, she still gets a certain level of deference that Beyonce or any other black woman will never fucking get. Like, never forget this, all right? That that the police literally went to war over Beyonce, all right? Yep. Beyonce over over that. 
That's what the, between her between her her, her, her lemonade video, her, the visual album, and and, and the and, and the performance at the Super Bowl. They literally went to war with Beyonce, and it wasn't just them. They've been doing it for a while. There, attack after attack after attack after attack after attack. All right, and I'm not just saying I'm not saying Lady Gaga doesn't get attacked. Oh yeah, she does from the rights and from her homophobes and, and and transphobic people. And yeah, she gets that. She she does. But the thing that makes black women different is they get it from all sides. It's not yep. just the side that you think you're going to get it from, which is the obviously right-wing, conservative, racist nutcases. It's also the side of the left, the people that are supposed to be on your side, the people that want to sit there and talk about something. I'm on your side, though, as they talk about how they don't see Beyonce as a fucking feminist. Or, I'm on your side, as they sit there and talk about how they were, they were personally hurt and affected by Beyonce's birth photos that they didn't have to fucking look at or fucking follow you know it's, it's that kind of shit that just drives me fucking insane when people say oh we're gonna make this comparison no no fuck it no not even fucking close because none of them get that get that get 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 that attention none of them get right, that the, kind the ones of, that crack their knuckles to get typing when beyonce is living her life doing these photos are not the same ones that get that you know crack their knuckles and get to typing about I mean, how great of a performance her super bowl performance was last year yeah look and I'm I'm saying this as a person who people know I'm not a big Beyonce fan. Don't really care. I still haven't seen the whole visual album. See bits and pieces. Oh, it's of wonderful. It. I, you, it's yeah, I, I'm, pretty, I'm sure it is. I'm just not. I'm just not. I don't care. Like like Beyonce, whenever Beyonce stuff comes up on Twitter, I'm just like, well, that's my time, folks, and I disappear or I go do something else. Like just not my thing. So I'm saying I'm I'm perfect this with what I'm about to say. I've seen MJ's performances. I remember I, I rewatched MJ's performance at the Super Bowl. And I remember um, just Michael Jackson and stuff like that going on. Michael Jackson wasn't some non-political person. Right. All right? He said some shit. He never got the shit that Beyonce has gotten. All right? There was never that shit with Michael Jackson. All right? So that right there should tell you what it's like when black women do something, do anything. The level of scrutiny they get is so much higher than anybody else. Yeah. So I'm tired of seeing this shit. So yeah, to get back to the original point here, which is fuck-ass fucking little series, little TV series they're doing, yes, it's a slight to black women. Period. It is. Yeah. Because it wouldn't have happened had it been anybody else. Right? They You literally use black women for your way of getting ahead. And you think Jessica Chastain is going to work her ass off to make sure black women... No. Not going to do that. No. Because it's not. The fact that they would announce this shortly after Hidden Figures get so much uh, uh, talk and, and, and notice for the Oscars and then do it in Black History Month shows you how fucking tone deaf and, and self-centered these fucking people are. And, and, they, and they absolutely waited till... They beat La La Land at the box office overall. They are officially the highest grossing film yes. for in all the Oscar nominees. Again, to your point, Black History Month, and they all roll up and be like, "Hey, we're gonna do," it. and then you guys are gonna do a TV series, which is also another like punch in the chest because y'all know that Black women mm -hmm. run television. Mm -hmm. We do. Like yep. in this day and age, Black women are all over TV more so than they are in film. So the fact that you're also going to make this into a TV series form where it'll be in people's faces on a weekly basis, fuck you. Hey, you know what you do? You know how you save this? You want to know how you got to save this? You do like you did in Hidden Figures and you create a fictional black woman to put into this fucking story and make her the center of it like you did fucking Kevin Costner. But you're not going to yeah. fucking do that shit, are you? 
You're not, yeah. right? Because that's the other thing too. You notice, notice this. They put a fictional guy into this, in, 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 uh, a fictional character into Hidden Figures, who just becomes a magical white guy. They don't do that with black people. You're not going to get a physical, fictional, magical black guy who suddenly does all the right things, says all the right moments. And, and it, no, not going to get that shit. Mm-mm, not going to happen. Not right, because happen. The, if it was a fictional black woman or black dude, like in a film, they'd just be like, why are you doing this racist shit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, hey, don't do that. Like, it's, it's, not just, like, it's not like, it's not like, the, it's not like the movies. They're, why are they going to change everything? Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you seen, but side note, speaking of, speaking of it's not like the films, it's not canon. You've you seen the Iron Fist trailer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, look, 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 so, okay, so if we don't have a premium membership to uh, the Black Eye Tips, um, we talked about it yesterday on the Nerd Off, and mm-hmm. um, here's the thing I'm going to say. I totally understand the, the, the problems and the problematic nature and their appropriation. Totally get it. I'm with you guys. In spirit, but I'm crossing that picket line. I'm watching the fuck out of that show. Sorry. No, no, no. And that's and let me let me make it clear. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely more than fine to like. <laughs> you are actually someone who one is a fan of the comics. You've talked yeah. about it in past. Like I know you guys are fans of the comics, and you guys are a fan of Iron Fist. Absolutely. I personally have, but but what I like about you guys is like you guys are not going to be like, well, it's canon, so X, Y, and Z. You're like, yo, I get the argument. I'm still going to watch the show, but I understand yep. why you yep. guys feel the way you feel because in terms of optics, it don't look good. Yeah. Just because it's canon doesn't mean that it shouldn't have been that in the first place. I think the overarching argument is is that, hey, just when you're making a story about a person being an outsider in another country or in another culture, does you don't always have to default to white. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like, I, I, I get it. Um, and I, 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 after reading the arguments and stuff like that, back when there was a, that, that really big push. You like, I understand. An, and an I Asian, said it in Asian, past. Yeah, I believe you, yeah. An Asian American, uh, being a, an Iron Fish. I honestly think that Marvel should have done that. Cause here, here, and here's, it's the same thing that goes with what happened with Dr. Strange, right? Like they yeah. should have gotten an Asian woman to do, especially when you see how they did the ancient one. You're like, you really should have done an Asian woman. And it yeah, like I'm personally not a Dr. Strange person. Yeah. So like I've never been a fan of the the character. Something about magic, like I'm not a huge mm-hmm. magic-y type of person in my comic book characters. That's just my personal like feeling. So when they did this with uh what's her name? Tilda Swint- uh, Swinton, I was like, Oh, I wasn't gonna see it anyway, but I'm right. definitely not gonna see it. And hearing you guys, because I wanted to listen to your review to get your opinion, and when you and Phenom were like, it was so unnecessary for her to be white, I was like, Well, okay, I believe yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Well I and I and I get here here's where Marvel's one of those 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 allies you have that you're like they they, they get it mo- they get they get it like mm, I would say seventy five percent eighty percent of the time but then that twenty percent that twenty twenty five percent of the time is problematic and you're like mm, guys you really yeah like it's as a unit does it mostly right but right. like as a human person in general you're gonna have hiccups we're yeah. not always gonna get it all right and, and and that's what happens with these two like and and it's one of those things where I'm like these these are the speed bumps. For, for Marvel here, because I look at, and, and when I hear Scott Dickerson talking about Dr. Strange and, and the thinking behind why they went with, with Tilda Swinton, and I got, and I was like, dude, everything you're saying makes sense. You didn't want to do the Dragon Lady trope. You didn't, you were really worried about that. And I'm like, you could have solved that really easily by having an Asian person in the writing room with you to tell you, oh no, it's fine. Cause that's what would have happened. You would have, you would have put somebody who, who's actually from that culture in there. They would have told you, Oh no, guys! You can make that Asian woman. That's fine. This—that's not what that trope is. What you—what you have written here is good. 
go ahead and put it there, right? And I feel like the same thing's happening with 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 Iron Fist. I like I well, I don't even think it's the same thing. I know what that was. That was Ike. Like, let's be honest here, because they were Marvel did consider it, and then yep. they got shot down. That was Ike. That was this is one. This is a this is one of the last things we're gonna see from Ike Perlmutter, sure. the, 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 the 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 racist guy at Marvel who's a Trump guy. The only, like literally the one black the, the one Trump guy I can think of that, that is in Marvel like in Mar- Marvel hierarchy. This yeah, is, this I think is it's gonna like the yeah the series is gonna do fine. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. not worried about that in any way, shape, or form. I know it's gonna do numbers. Do I think it's gonna like break Netflix like Luke Cage did? No. Oh, no. We're no. like I, but I do think like it's the timing and in, in, in overall optics, especially because like Ghost in a Shell is still a. a, mm-hmm. a Thing that's in the news and this is coming out in the same year it's going to be interesting i will say this if somebody on youtube or somebody with them internet skills wants to just comprise all of the parts that colleen wing is in i'm here because i saw the clip of her yeah. fighting and i was like i'm here for it i like uh the girl who's playing her because she was uh jessica pava in uh episode seven for star wars mm. and she's she's awesome I think Colleen Wing is going to be dope. I really still want a daughter, Daughters of the Dragon Netflix series. Yep. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love to have it. Um, but yeah, no. Like overall, I watched it, and I, per- I personally, because again, magic's not my thing. I, I personally was just not interested. But I definitely was just like, oh, well, this is a white story. But yeah. hey, Colleen Wing is going to kick ass. I believe in it. Um, yeah. y'all, you will, you guys will probably do a review. I will listen to make you know to see if I should at least check a couple of episodes, but. I mean, to be fair, also, I never finished Daredevil. Mm. Just like, well, here's I'm the not thing. interested like, in Daredevil. I think, I think what people need to realize is, and I think that we've gotten to this point where there's a lot of nerd stuff out there. You have to find, you have to find, you know, you always say, you have to find your kink. You have to find your, you have to find your, your, your nerddom. You have to find what it is. And I think that people think that they have to watch a Netflix series because, and, no. like, and, I, and I don't think you have to, like, I, I think that. While they all do, they're all in the MCU. They're all part of this Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, the Netflix shows, Agent of Shield, and then the movies themselves—they're all still separate enough that you don't have to like. You can watch all of Agent of Shield, never watch the movies, and you actually be fine. You can watch mm-hmm. all the Netflix shows, never watch the movies, and kind of be fine. You can watch yeah. all the movies and never watch either Agent of Shield or the um, uh, uh, or the Netflix shows, and be fine. They're still compartmentalize enough that yeah. you can go and like maybe do a, a quick Google search to get anything you're missing. You can kind of do all that. I mean, it's, I, I think that's fun. I think people think that they have to watch it and like everything and everything's not going to be up your alley. Like let's no. be honest here. You know, the defender series that they're doing on Netflix right now, that is not most, this is not like people go, Oh, iron fist. Oh, I'm like, what the fuck are you want buying iron fist? You weren't yeah, no, iron. like, you weren't, and you're like, right. I've like the market yet. is, we're in a good space for, for nerds. Yeah. It's an oversaturated market yeah. because, yeah. like, for me, I've never watched any episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know you guys love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know other people who like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I just don't like really long-drawn TV formats. Like, I, it's hard for me to watch a TV show, like, every week because there's so many other TV shows. So I prefer either, A, randomly binging watching it multiple years down the line or I, but I like like for in terms of my attention span, films are more like visually stunning for me. Like I can stay into the film uh, and like hold attention more than I can for long drawn TV formats. But there is exceptions. Like I watched Agent Carter both seasons. And I really enjoyed Agent Carter. 
Um, but it is shield I never watched, never have an interest. I might watch episode one of Legion because I heard it was good. Um, but like it just it depends on what you want to do. Like for me, I was like, you know what? I'm kind of tired of white dude led comic book stuff. That's just the truth. So I watched a little bit of Daredevil and I couldn't finish it. I was bored. And then Iron Fist, I'm not gonna watch. But I watched all of Jessica Jones and loved it. I watched all of Luke Cage and loved it. So it just depends on what you're feeling. Yeah, I mean, and and this is why also I stand for Agent Shield. I'm telling folks, like especially after, well, by the time you get the end of season one, you start realizing that the stars of the show are really are really two Asian women. Right. Exactly. So and that's, and that's why when people were like really mad about Iron Iron Fist, it was like I got it. But at the same time, I was like, you guys should just watch Agent Shield. Like, no, no, no bullshit. Like. You're gonna get your fix there because like they do it and do it really well, and just don't just don't watch Iron Fist. Like, and I, I think that's fine. Like, Iron and Fist I don't know about not... I don't know about May, but uh, what's her name? Chloe Bennett was very much like I'm yeah. disappointed that they didn't yeah. hire. Oh no! <laughs> look, look, Chloe, Chloe Bennett does not shy away from any of this shit. No. Uh, apparently she's, she was like, I don't have it in here, but I saw she, she called out Steve Harvey and somebody else for their, for their Asian jokes, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that was um, I, I talked to her at, at uh, were you there? No, you were in the room when I, at, at New York Comic Con, I asked her about Asian representation on Marvel and stuff like that. And she talked about, like, she's really big in that. She's really open and vocal about that shit. So, um, yeah, I mean, also, I honestly, I honestly, uh, and quite frankly, I know we we're going to like so off tangent, but like, people, I don't think people, people know she's Asian. No, it was a whole big thing because she changed her last name to get work. Like you, like you got. Yeah. Like, and I think that was the other thing too. Like when the Asian, when the Iron Fist thing came, out, I was like, "Yo, you got." I don't think people. I was like, "Oh my god, people don't know Chloe Bennett. She's Asian. She's half Asian." Yeah, and, she she was a singer in China. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. she had like a whole singing career in China. Yep. Yep. Then moved to the states and then changed her last name to Bennett, and then that's when she got work. Yep. Yep. And like it, it's, she's very vocal on it, and, and 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 not just that, but I think um, the other thing I, I like about Asian Shield is it does center in, in, in uh, people of color, like the, the like Colson, obviously the white guy on the team, and you have some other, but like they bring in uh, Yo Yo, they have Mac, they, I mean it's they 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 bring in other characters of color, and they're there, and they they don't go away. I mean other other than when poor Trip died, um, but other than that, <laughs> we haven't. We still have these people of color on there, and they play important roles. So, again, again, hey, you know, if 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 the Netflix stuff isn't for you, there's plenty of other stuff you can find, and that's why, like I said, I watched that trailer. I got a hype. It seemed like the most comic booky thing they've done in the Netflix universe. Because yeah, I'm 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 there for it, but at the same time, I'm not going to be that guy going, oh yeah, you guys need to watch it because like, I did the same thing with with um Doctor Strange. I was like, listen, movie's good, movie's great. But they fucked up with this one thing. And because they fucked up with this one thing, when people knock it, I can't defend it. They have every right to knock it for that because they fucked up. You got to be honest with it. You know, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I can look past it. I'm also not Asian. You know, I, I can tell you right now, if they had done it with a black character, probably wouldn't be saying the same thing I'm saying right now because it's a matter of perspective. So you got to right. respect what other people are saying here. So, yeah, I'm looking at I also think this is why, if you think about it, this is why it comes out March 17th. They're promoting, they're not promoting as heavy they to promote everything else. They promoted heavy Daredevil. They promoted heavy uh, Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. They, promoted they definitely the promoted heavy they for promoted Luke Cage. They promoted the fuck out of Luke Cage. All right? Yeah, they do. Iron Fist is coming in there and they're just like, we're going to ride. We're gonna, cause they, cause here's the thing. They know. They're going to ride the wave, then get the defenders in the fall, and, and go from there. 
you know, smart idea. And, and again, and then also, they know. And then I also mean, for that, uh, like to your point about Luke Cage, they like Luke Cage really like I live in Harlem, so mm-hmm. Luke Cage really films in Harlem. One of my friends uh, was driving on like Lex in like one thirties, and she saw them setting up Pop's Barbershop for the mm-hmm. little announcement they did for season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, like actually made the storefront make it look like Pop's Barbershop. <laughs> And uh, like a couple of days later, they had a little little promotion of it. It says like now open season two coming soon for Luke Cage. But yeah, no, they promoted the fuck out of Luke Cage. They're actually low key. Uh, they promoted the Defenders automatically more than Iron Fist. Defenders not coming out until later, but they did a whole Entertainment Weekly uh, 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 thing. But I think they did that because. Promoting it as all four makes more sense because then he can kind of like blend into the group. No, no, that's what they did. Yeah, I mean, it, again, it, it, look, Marvel knows what to do. Like even with Doctor Strange, it's like they understood what the 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 the, the bad things were and and how. And quite frankly, it. they did not promote Doctor Strange that much either. When you think right, about it, no, like it's, it's still did like well. Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch was not in a lot of interviews like uh, um, the rest of the Marvel heroes were. No. Yeah. Because you don't, you, again, why? You don't want them ask, asking those questions and yep. giving the wrong answer. That's why they get, you get Dr. You get, uh, you get Derek, uh, you get, you get Dickerson, uh, giving his answer afterwards. Now, Tilda Swinton did a horrible thing and she fucked it all up, but, you know, Dickerson gave a, gave a good answer. He was like, you know what? You know what? Here's, here's what Dickerson's answer was so great. He basically came out and just said, oh, we messed up. I messed up. We're gonna, I learned, I learned from it. I'm going to do better next time. And, um, uh, I know I had good intentions, but that doesn't that doesn't change the fact that we messed up. And um, yeah, we got we got to learn from that. And I'm like, yo, why doesn't anybody else who's white get that? Like that is the perfect answer. Yeah, you're still gonna get killed for it. Mm-hmm. You're still not gonna. People are gonna. Some people are gonna still hate you for it. But you at least came in. and You owned up to it. You said what you're, you're, you're what you what you were trying to do. You say that you know that it wasn't enough. You know, you say that I've learned a lot from that, and I'm gonna try to do better next time. That is the answer you give. Like, I don't understand why it's that fucking hard for everybody else. Like, um, I know we were talking about it yesterday on the Nerd of Rod Red. Um, I don't have it in here because I had no idea we were going to talk about this. But Rod Red, uh, um, Scarlett Johansson's answer about Ghost uh, in the Shell. And it was horrendous. It was terrible. You know, we're talking about some, well, I'm just telling you to do it for, I think this is good for, for all women going for like, wrong, wrong answer, wrong answer, wrong answer, wrong answer. You should never take in the, you should never take in the role. Never taking the role. All right. And here's the kicker: like her, apparently her mother in the film is Asian. Oh, come the fuck on, yeah. Come the fuck on. Come on. Come on. Dog, like on. everybody else in this film is Asian, but you. Come on. This is gonna be bad. Like, like I don't think she realizes how bad it's gonna be. And then people were saying the argument like, well, it was drawn as a white character. No. And I'm listen. I'm sorry. No. I'm tired. No. White people. No. When it comes to ma- when it comes to manga or anime. Nobody's checking for you. If you're a white character, they will draw you as a white character. But just because an Asian person has blonde hair, which the character does not, like her name is like uh like Tadashi, like a uh, actual Japanese last name, and they just changed it. She was like major, and I can't remember her first and last name because yeah. I don't know the. I, I don't. don't, I don't really, watch it, I've yeah. never read the goat. Yeah, but like they just changed her name to major. Like girl, th- this is a Japanese name. And when you go into Japan of any way, shape, or form, and I personally get irked because I'm obviously not Asian, but I was a Japanese studies minor in college, and that shit just irritates me. Like, y'all know better. You have the reading material, obviously. Like, why are you just refusing to, like, ignore it? You are absolutely, like, reaching, like, to Mr. Fantastic levels to excuse the fact 
that you absolutely tried to whitewash a very clearly Japanese character. Like the, I think in, in her response, I'm uh, she was talking about how it's just good. We we need to get these roles, the people, uh, the women, these blockbusters go forward, blah, blah blah. And I'm like, but the reason why you had this one is because of a blockbuster and Lucy. So. You weren't even struggling for this job. Like you didn't need this. It's not like it's not like you needed Ghost in the Shell to put you on. You're Scarlett like, John, Johansson. Like Scarlett Johansson's comp- constantly in the top three highest-grossing actresses of all time right. list every year. She's not hurting for cash. Now, do I think that she should be? Surprisingly, the amount of blockbusters she hasn't been in is like slim to none in terms of where she's the lead. Apparently, Lucy did very well, but I never saw the film, and I've heard oh no, Lucy made like four hundred million dollars. Right, and that's, I've that's heard what that she the got. Film itself isn't like it's like no. lukewarm, but no. like in terms of the money she made, it's a blockbuster. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's this what she followed up with. That, well, that's why she got Ghost in the Shell. You mm-hmm. know, and and only that that film also has heavy Japanese influences too. So it's just mm-hmm. like it's it's very just mm, come the fuck on. Like it's not even like. Um, a movie that I'm not going to see this week. Uh, we got a screener for. I'm not going. Great Wall with Matt Damon. Yeah, that's a but, no. at, but at least I'm not going to that. But at least with that one, again, not excusing it. Still bad. Shouldn't have done it. But at least that one, I think that's actually being made by a a, a Chinese uh, director and is a Chinese company making it. And so, sure. they, like, it's different for them because again, when you're you're in the Chinese box office, you're already represented. Like you're. It's, it's different. Like they see it as a great honor getting somebody like Matt Damon into their fucking movie for this role, right? That's not the, it's, you. You don't even get, again. I think it's a kind of a weird excuse, but whatever. Again, different differences so, to, of cultures. And, 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 and to close this argument on that, like since we're talking about it, listen. I'm 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 I am officially on Chris's side when it comes to the DC universe. I've never been. I'm I've naturally been a Marvel girl. My dad exclusively read marvel comics for the most part so i grew up reading marvel comics i appreciate the characters that dc has and there are some dc properties that i'm trying to get into in terms of like the comics let me tell you something since we're talking about asian american and pacific islander folks aquaman is not looking good because you got jason momoa who is polynesian i believe Mm -hmm. everybody else that they have casted has been white and that shit don't make sense to me They've gotten some. Well, no, I saw that. I saw that that meme. I need to see the full cast list because there are some other people that were cast that were in that. That meme, I think, was it was. It's gonna be weird. Like, I, I need to see how they're going with it. Well, that's the thing because it's like his brother is is a blonde haired blue eyed dude, which I think they makes, casted yeah. Nicole Kidman as his mama, and then Mira, his love interest. It's also need, white. Right. I need to see. Well, yeah. I need to see who his father is. I need to see. Yes, what and doing. I love to see it because, like, they incorporating he they incorporated his tribal tattoos, which is a right. part of his culture, like into his look and feel of the character. Right. So I'm, I have questions. Right. Now, that's to I'm, your that's, point, yeah, I'm it could to... be his dad could be like Pacific Islander, and that'd be awesome. And so we could see what it is. But when your first casting is somebody who is very clearly proud of his heritage has the tattoos and everything, awesome, Polynesian, great, and everybody else is casted white, who are major characters in the storyline. Two of them are his relatives. I'm confused. Yeah. Like it I, does, I, is, optics-wise, does well, not look good. Well, well, here's the thing. Here's the other thing, too. The film's not going to be good anyway. No, it's not. So, I mean, like, <laughs> I, 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 at this point, like, I get when people are trying to argue with that. Like, I, at this point, here's the thing. All right, so when it comes to D.C., I'm no longer even making the arguments about 
like the 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 woke arguments about uh like uh getting more people of color and I, I'm not even making those arguments anymore. I just want them to make a good film. Like we got to start with baby steps here. Like we no, we, and I'm with we, you, but we, at we, the same token, though, like no, you, I, I get you. just I, I like get, just like how right. we like oftentimes people who are more skewing to Marvel are like, hey, they are doing a good job and they're trying to do a good job in terms of representation versus DC. Like I'm with you, they do need to make a good film, but I'm also going to hold everybody accountable across the board in terms of diversity and inclusion no, in their you're, films. You're right, you're right. I I'm just at this point, I I just feel like. I feel like I got it. We got to take DC the remedial classes. Like we, I no, got I'm, I'm like, I just, I, I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that we shouldn't talk about it. I'm not saying it's a problem. I saw, but I'm just like, can the film, can, I'm like, can we get the Wonder Woman? Can, can Wonder Woman be good? Cause you're not even, promoting, just, you're, I, not even you're not even really promoting, it, the, you're not even promoting Wonder Woman. You're not even promoting it. I don't think you think it's good. I don't, I don't think. I think am with you. I tweeted about this. I was like, I have seen more promotion on Justice League, which is not even coming out this year. Wonder Woman comes out in but, June. But, I'm concerned. But Additionally, but I think those both arguments are intertwined. Oh, no, because, they are. You're right. You're right. They are. Just... Think about the Wonder Woman. Themyscira was a very diverse island. It was. Yeah. I have seen, I think only, I've only seen in terms of casting, if I remember correctly, one black woman, and it's a uh, move or you be moved. That woman from, uh, from when she played uh, Black Panther Security. She's in. No, oh, they put her in Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Oh. She's in Wonder Woman. Oh, she's not gonna last. She's she's obviously one that dies. Right. But that's in, like, when you, when you see the trailers of them going on Themyscira and they're fighting. I'm like, this is all white women that I'm seeing, unless I'm going crazy. Yeah, uh, I mean, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's terrible. They should do better. It's also part of my my my, my selfishness. Because you don't want, you don't want you don't want you don't want good but good yeah I don't want I don't want like no cause look cause look cause like I think I think the, I think the um a, a good a good black actor got cast for Black Manta in and and and, yeah. and, 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 and um in uh, Aquaman and I was just like oh but come on man you know I think Phenom said that he would like getting Sterling uh Sterling K Brown as yeah. Green Lantern would be awesome and I was uh, yeah for, uh, and, I was, uh, and I was like that's good. But <laughs> no, I saw there was a, there was a moment for that. There was a moment for that. And I was like, "Don't do this to that man." <laughs> Why would you guys do? Have you guys seen Ben Affleck's face? Look at look at look at look at look at Ben Affleck's face after they were doing interviews with, with Batman vs Superman. <laughs> do you wish that on any black or person of color's face? I don't. Yeah, sure, it's a check. I get it. Okay. Fine, but can we exhaust other options first? Shit, I'd rather see them in a fucking Sony movie, you know, Sony Spider-Man movie, because at least Marvel's working on that. Then, I, or Marvel, like anything else. But, but you don't know what? But, in, to, but to close the argument, here's the thing: like these, I think it's work. I get it. It's work. No, it's, not even that is work. But like, I think I don't think it's gonna be a career killer. Because look at how many people have done the back and forth. You got Shorty move or B move is gonna, got casted for the Black Panther film. She's gonna be in the full film. But she's also in Wonder Woman. You got somebody. I guarantee you, the guy who does Black Panther is gonna continue getting work because he was in the Get Down prior. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Like, you're right. But he's gonna be okay. Stolen K. Brown. Even if he got Green Lantern, he's still gonna be in Black Panther. So you're right. You're right. Michael B. Jordan is a great example of he was in a terrible movie for Fantastic Four. Now he's in Black Panther. I think they'll be okay. Marvel Studios is gonna rescue all the black people. <laughs> Just come they're, in. They're, they're the relief fund. It's like, right. hey, I get it. The check was nice. Right. Right. We got you. We're gonna. We're gonna. Like, I'll never forget the Michael B. Jordan thing. Because literally the Fox Studios is like, yeah, we're gonna do, we're gonna do uh, Fantastic Four two. We're gonna bring the cast back. 
And Michael B. Jordan's like, weeks later. You, you sure about that? You, you're, you're bringing us back? Because I'm my over here. Growing, my man is growing out his hair. Right. So I picked for him for his 30th. He is getting the dreads ready. Yeah. For, look, for look man. Like, like, again. Prepared. I, I, again, I, I, like, I remember last year when um, there was a thing where DC did this whole thing about um, bringing, like, uh, reporters and things onto the set of uh, Justice League to give. Oh, that was rough, man. And, and I told you, I was like, this is a bad look because they're literally out here spoiling the movie. They're literally out here typing up uh, uh, Justice League. Wonder Woman comes out before it. This tells me they don't have confidence in Wonder Woman. People are like, oh, no, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I, I tweeted now, that. I was like, this right. looks, I definitely tweeted right. it. Now, and I was like, this don't look good. Because I kept noticing that. I was like, I keep seeing an obscene amount of stills. For Justice League, I'm oh, like Wonder Woman's coming out in June though. Unless they unless and I doubt that they would be smart. If I was on the PR team for DC, which hey, hire more black women. I will listen, let me know. Call me. I will absolutely help you out for a nice little check. Start doing the publicity and the PR during Women's History Month. Start doing it in March. Yeah. Focus all of March on Wonder Woman. Like, you're obviously going to be expanding it out because it doesn't come out until June. But March is a perfect kickoff month because it's Women's History Month. And you do a lot of great promotions with that. Like, you guys have – this is the quintessential woman comic book character of all time in terms of well-known. She's known across a lot of different countries, continents. Like, she's a global known character. Start in March. Come up with a comprehensive plan partner like they did with hidden figures with with groups that help that so with 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 girls and stem groups and girls coding groups with like you guys used to be uh wonder woman used to be an ambassador with the un try to get that 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 contract going again so you can do it for like a global fund get girls on buses to go see wonder woman when it comes out in june like you can really span this out do it with the partnership of the women's march and you guys do like a wonder woman march or whatever like you can make this like a whole thing it's not going to happen. Well, but you well the problem, the problem, the problem, the two problems with all that. First problem with that is, um, they can do that. I mean, this, is, this is one problem with that. They can do all that. Um, the movie still ain't going to be good. No, I, so, I, so, I, so that's I, the thing. Like, I have my, reser- and, 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 I have my reservations because of the promotion of it. Right. That I was like, yeah. Well, that's the same thing with like Suicide Squad, which was like Suicide Squad, and in, in its idea, I was like, okay. And then they started doing their promotions, and they pretty much changed it from like all this super dark to these weird like uh uh like uh animations and pop-up colors and stuff like that i was like oh they did this in back half yeah so and, and so that's the thing too um one of raps like last oof, july and i was telling folks i was like listen and, and people have you know something came out and was like people were like one of them was a mess, and it was it was an email that came out in like August. We were like, oh well, you know, maybe they, that person doesn't. I'm like, no, listen, the film wrapped shooting in July. It wrapped early. It wrapped like a year in advance. So they've been they have something to put out. Like for everything up to Wonder Woman, they did a pretty long process for those films for BVS for Wonder Woman, and what it seemed like to me they're doing now they're trying to fix stuff in post, and that never goes well. It doesn't. It's not. It, this is not. This is, everybody does research suits. Everybody does. Like, it, it all happened. We know that. This is different. What DC does, they literally transform their entire fucking films. And no, I'm, you're right. I'm, and, 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 and that should worry anybody. And the fact that you don't have promotion. Again, like you said, you have things coming up. We have the Women's March. You had 
you 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 have upcoming you have uh, Women's History Month like you have all these things that would come, and it's not gonna make the fact it's not gonna change the fact that the movie's not gonna be good. And, and then on, and, on, on top of that, also fuck you DC because y'all have now put an obscene amount of pressure on Wonder Woman because a lot of people are saying that Wonder Woman is going to make or break the whole mm-hmm. cinema, like the whole cinematic universe for DC because you you know you had. Ben Affleck saying, uh, drop in the director role, which was shaky in the first place because he was saying, yes, I'm doing it. Eh, we haven't finished the script yet. Like, it's a lot of back and forth in terms of when he did interviews with people and then he outright drops it. And then Flash was a hot ass mess because this is like, there's three directors that have had to leave because of creative differences. Like, it's not good looking good. They haven't announced anything for Cyborg, but Cyborg and his stills looks like, uh, uh, aluminum foil that you just slightly crush in different areas. Like, it's looking bad. Like, and the fact that it's on the the only female-led film and, you know, technically the first, not even technically, definitely the first comic book female-led film in any of the the, the cinematic universes for DC or Marvel, mm-hmm. this don't look good. Yeah. Like, it's it's a lot of pressure on Wonder Woman. And it's not, also, and it's not also, fair. Also, also, yeah. Also because she was the best thing that would happen in BVS. Um, she was? A lot of pressure. Huh? So yeah. she was. Yeah, the best in the, I mean, so, and here's the thing. I think people are like, oh, it's going to make a break. It's not going to make a break, DC. And here's why. Because the film's still going to make money. Because, like, the every, every, because every, every, the, the, the sheer name recognition and the sheer history of the fact that you're getting a live-action Wonder Woman film and it means so much to people means it's going to make, I'm making the prediction now, I'm going with at least $850 million. It here's the thing. It could be the one that breaks a billion for DC. It could. Not saying it will. Well, I'm going at, at the bare minimum. It makes 850 million at the box office. Regardless, no matter how shitty it is, no matter how mediocre it is. And God, forbid, and here's the thing. If it's, if it if it if it gets below 60 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm sticking with 850 million. If it's at 60 percent or above, a billion dollars. Easy. Why? Name recognition. Like for all the shit talking we do about. Uh, BVS, it still made a shit ton of money. It did. It still made a shit. The drop off was rough, but yeah. yeah, no, it made money. That's it all that matters. Money. Like it, it made a bunch of money, and uh, that that that's that's all that matters. Yeah, it made eight hundred seventy-two million dollars. Now, when you have a film that has Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman in it, eight hundred seventy-two million dollars is laughable, laughable. But but that's just from outside looking in. From the numbers, though, eight hundred seventy-two million dollars, huh? That's a, that's that's a lot of fucking money, and that's also, and, that, and that's that, and, that, people... and that's at that's at twenty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's at that's at a terrible critic score. score. But a lot of it is people wanting to go see what is the fuss about in terms of the bad reviews. They're like, it can't be that bad. Yeah. Then you go see it and you're like, no, they're right. But you already paid the money, so yeah. it, it is what it is. Yeah. So again, Wonder Woman is gonna make its money because it's Wonder Woman, just like Justice League is gonna make its money because it's the fucking Justice League. But the problem for DC, and, 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 and so DC and WB is going to end in the same position that Fox is, where you're making bad movies, but but unlike unlike Fox, they're at least going to get good scores on them. But even, I mean, they made money. Like, people shit on the last two Spider-Man movies, but they made money too. They did. They made $700 million. Like, like the reason why they didn't make uh, Sony any money, because Sony was just terrible with fucking money and how mm-hmm. they spent shit, but... You know, these movies are going to make money, so they're going to keep making them. And that's why I'm like, yo, it's just going to keep happening. Like, it's nothing's going to stop. They'll, they'll push uh, the Flash out because they have to. 
um, because they still don't have a director for it, and they have to. Redo Man, it. that's and right. I feel bad yeah. for what's the girl's name, uh, uh, Clemens. Yep. And it was like she really low key. She really signed on because Rick Fumio was. On yeah. It. And this and, and and again, this is why I say whenever I'm like, no, do not wish this on any black up and coming black people because they deserve better. <laughs> and I mean that because it's like they don't even you don't even know if the film's gonna be made. Or how's it going to be made? I I, I definitely agree with you. I think we're in alignment on that. But at the same token, like, for me, I'm going to be equal opportunity getting your ass when you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing in terms of right. Like, it's bad enough that your movies are bad. This could be something that would be at least an easy layup in terms of, like, uh, okay, we're not doing well in this aspect. But what we can do well in is this. And y'all even fuck that up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's rough. Yep, 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 yep. So yeah, and uh, oh yeah, and I get to see Logan next week. Which oh, please tell me how that I cannot wait. I can I tell you? Be honest. I have not seen an X Men film since X Men Origins Wolverine. After seeing that film, I was like, "Fuck y'all! I'm not doing this again." I have not seen an X Men film six since. I refuse. I protested. Good for you. Yeah, I have not seen any of the the reboots for X Men. I like after X Men Origins Wolverine, I, I tapped out. I was like, no, no, this is awful. So I'm seeing the commercials for Logan, and I'm like, okay, like people really love these commercials, and, I, and these these uh like these um not commercials that really love these trailers. And I'm like, maybe it's just, I'm not. No, I'm not I, seeing it. No, I'm still trying to figure out people that go, oh, this looks like it's gonna be good. I'm. I'm still trying to understand what they're seeing because I get I, I'm maybe it's just me because I keep watching them. I'm just like okay. I'm apparently like then I saw the Super Bowl spot and they were playing Amazing Grace in yeah. like as the music in the background. I was like I don't why for what yeah, I don't. This is not the, this is not the superhero film I want to see. So yeah, I don't I don't understand that. I'm 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 at a complete loss for why people are so super excited about seeing Logan. Nothing about it looks good. Uh, it looks very boring. Um, I think people confuse wanting dark and and gritty superhero films. Like I, I like that. But that's not what this is. And like, uh, okay, the, let me tell you when I knew it was like this about these some bullshit. When he in the what was it? The second trailer. So the trailer before the Super Bowl spot, he took out an X Men comic, and I said, absolutely not. <laughs> no. 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 My, there's a one that was playing. There's an ad that's playing online that was like on Facebook or something like that. It was like literally just shows him like driving apparently some drunk, like some drunk white women in the in, in, a, in a limo something like that he's a limo driver like this is literally like emo fucking wolverine and i'm like none of this looks good guy like none of this looks like a superhero film like when people go oh no it looks good i'm like when's the last time you read a fucking when's the last time you read a fucking wolverine comic where wolverine literally walked around looking like this like literally walked around and not doing anything comic related but popping his claws maybe once every fucking 30 minutes like None of this film looks good. None of it looks like none of it does. None of yeah, it. Yeah, and you're basing it off of old, old man Logan. A lot of the elements that you would need for it to Aren't be like a even group, there. They're not, and they well, for one, they can't be because you have like the mm-hmm. Hulk family. Obviously, guess right. who owns Hulk? And then you have uh, 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 Clint Barton there as an older version. Guess who owns Clint Barton? Hawk, uh, Hawkeye. Like a lot of the major elements of Old Man Logan are you can't use because of. How you go? Who owns what characters? But like on top of that, you just made him old. Yeah, that's really all you did. Yeah. There is no Magneto in these stories. Like, what do you? Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't. Guys. I don't know. I, again, I'll see it on Thursday. I, 
I try. I, I've tried to be objective with this stuff. Um, I, I I just I've started reading X Men comics again, and that that means I'm telling you guys right now, uh, this Logan review is going to be skewed by that because I've started reading X Men comics. I've stopped trying to I stopped trying to read X Men comics because I'm trying to give him a chance. Now I'm back to reading him again, and now I'm pissed. Have you read Old Man Logan? No, because I've I've heard from other people who I trust go, it's not good. It's not no, I don't I don't think it's as great as everybody swears it is. But I say, like, read your X-Men comics, just also read that. Because if they're naming it Logan and they're basing it off of old man Logan, I love to hear from someone who is like, eh, like I'm not gonna call this so, great book great because everybody else says it. So, I would love to get your perspective on it after reading Old Man Logan, like before reading Old Man, uh, no, well, after reading Old Man Logan, the film, so seeing the film. The, so here's the thing. So Logan comes out, well, so Logan comes out on the third, uh, we get the screener for it two weeks, and they're, they're super confident in this because the, the embargo comes up soon after okay. it comes out you know, next week. Um, Deepam and I, the week that it comes out, do that Sunday, we do our Wolverine character corner. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you guys right now, just, just, just be warned. I am not going to be nice to Logan. I can tell you right now, they're not going to do it right. Because no. I was read, I've been reading, I've been reading X Men comics again, and I started going back. I'm like, again, this is like pre pre oversaturation of Wolverine. I love Wolverine the character. It's a it's a very well done character. So they started oversaturating him, and then it's just what they've done with him in the, in, in the movies. Listen, Hugh Jackman is very passionate. He's a great actor. He loves the character. Well, he loves playing the character. He does not play Wolverine. No, he doesn't. He is he is grumpy Hugh Jackman with adamantium claws. Yep. He is not Wolverine. A very feral, very like violent, very like angry well, creature. Think, well, not even just that, but it's just like Wolverine is a ninja. Wolverine, he has, you know, animalistic qualities to him. Like yeah. there are certain things that that this the gracefulness of Wolverine that just does not exist yep. with Hugh Jackman's version of the character. So just over of that alone, they've never done that. From the way he fights, he fights like a straight, like it's just, it, it, there's just stuff that's not there. I mean, it's just, like again, I we did our character corner for um, Colossus and Kitty Pride. There's a whole Kitty Pride and, uh, and Wolverine miniseries that's really well done. Go to Japan is when... Kitty Pride learns how to be a ninja, and literally, uh, Wolverine becomes her sensei. You know, to to to, to train her because he's been tra- like. There's so much stuff there. Like it's just that is not what Wolverine is in the movies, and it just misses so much. It misses the he hasn't grown as a character. Like it's just there's so much stuff there that I I just I'm telling you guys now I'm not going to be nice to this film. I, I I'm saying this up front. I'll let Phenom be the more unbiased person. I know I'll probably end up writing my own review for this one. And I'm going to tell you right now, I know right now, like after sitting through and saying, I'm going to give Apocalypse a chance and defend and trying to say, Hey, maybe they'll do right. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm telling you guys right now, I'm not going to be nice to Logan because I know it's going to be garbage. It's not going to be, and I'm, you know, it's going to be the same thing as the, Lo- the, the last Wolverine film where, People told me, oh, well, no, you're wrong. It's a great film. It's the best film they ever came out with. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm not doing this fucking shit, yo. I'm just... <sighs> anyway. All right, let's move on. Um, What else is a nice little, pre- pre- uh, like, 
Yeah. Nice little, little appetizer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I got another one for us. We're not, we're not even in the Trump stuff yet. See, we're doing pretty good. An hour and a half in. We're not even in the Trump stuff yet. Uh, I just want to talk about um, uh, how great uh, these these pictures of uh, President Obama living his best life on his Trump. Listen, I want to have a boyfriend so I can break up with him, then go on vacation and look <laughs> just like Obama. <laughs> Obama's on his uh, Broke Up With America tour. <laughs> and no, and I don't even, like, and it's crazy because I don't even want him to come back. Save no. yourself. No. He's literally, like, <laughs> Obama broke up with America, Obama and Michelle broke up with America, and they're now out with their new boyfriend, Richard Branson, on his, uh, one of his, <laughs> on a beach in right. the Right, it's Islands. like, oh, your country, your country's fucked up, can't relate. Right, right. Can't relate. <laughs> like, Richard Branson, I, like, Joe Biden gotta be sitting at home going, but I thought, that I was. Where is Joe Biden right. actually? <laughs> right, it was like rock. I mean, literally, like you would look at these pictures of Obama, and he's having so much fun. Like the the, the picture of him on uh uh the smiling. The first the first time I saw that one, I was like, oh my god! I've never seen him he's, smile that hard. No, he's literally like I'm literally watching him going. He's laughing at us. He's laughing right. at us, and he deserves to. We deserve to be laughed at. Yeah, like, we do. We do. I'm not even mad at him. First of all, I didn't even know he was friends with Richard Branson. I, I was didn't like, know. when did this happen? Right, I didn't know either. Like, I didn't, I'm, I'm looking at him like, wait, wait. Has Richard Branson been, been like, has Richard Branson been like kind of like moving in on our president the entire time? Like, I think he's been courting our president the entire president. Like, he even really like offered him a whole vacation <laughs> with him and his wife. And I was so confused. I was like, I was confused for a second, but then I didn't even question it because I was like, you know what? Obama and Michelle, like Barack and Michelle deserve, mm-hmm. they deserve this. Yeah. They deserve this. But apparently I heard when they come back, they're already getting like speaking engagements and like book deals done. So good for them. I, when they come back, if they yeah, come back. If they come back. But the thing is, is that like, I, I truly don't care if Obama says anything. I want to read Michelle's book. Oh yeah. So badly because i mean we i think we've all read the my president was black like ta coates uh interviews and stuff like that and i i know that there are some people who and, and me included who got very frustrated with like obama's kind of optimism kind of got to see both sides thing and he really like in these he really seems like that's who he is as a person mm-hmm. like i can't fault him for like that's his personality and not him like necessarily quote unquote playing the game as some people have said but like, that's his personality me and his personalities don't bl- mix me and michelle's personalities though i think me and her if i ever had the opportunity could be friends like she could be my auntie <laughs> so i would love i would love 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 to read her book to see her speaking engagements because she don't be she don't be pulling punches. She never did even when she was in the the office. So, um as the first lady. So, I'm I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, if they can, don't come back. Like y'all got treated bad all 8 years. We're seeing the absolute like hypocritical like nonsense that's going on in the office now versus Obama in the shit that uh uh Trump and his presidency is 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 pulling. Like, I wouldn't go back if I was them. Y'all really pretty much was like, well, fuck y'all. We had a nigger in office, so yeah, we're I, I, the I, extreme opposite of that. I, I really want to know what the precedence is for a president <laughs> never never coming back. Like, can you do that? Like, can you just move out I of mean, the country and honestly, not come back? He's like, not, he's, yeah, he's not 
He he has no political. T- I mean, yeah. his daughter isn't. His his daughter's about to go to college. But other than that, they can be parents. Like both of them, both they uh, both they get well. They can, one of their kids is grown. The other one's almost grown. You might as well just live in another country, there's, there's live in Canada or some shit. Yeah, there's, there's colleges in other can- in other countries. I mean, I'm just saying. No, well, you know? no, what will happen is that uh, uh, Malia will still go to Harvard. Mm-hmm. She'll just come home for the holidays. <laughs> right, like, right. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying. You know, like I'm I'm literally watching uh. Him kite surf like dude he's living the, he's living the dream he's living the Absolutely dream, living the and, dream. Uh, and what i love watching the, like like when i saw this like all the black people we were just having the jokes we were just like oh man you know you know obama's like literally like that 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 dude who's posting those those like he, he's that person that you break up with your ex and you finally want to tell other people that you're single now and you post that like that's what these pictures look like uh and he's just having a fun time it's all the white people that's like no come back and all the black people are like no, no, you. And it's crazy because there, there, there are obviously to... mixed reviews on Obama's presidency amongst black folks. People have opinions on him. People don't have opinions on him. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like across the board, universally, they were like, just stay, don't, mm-hmm. don't yeah. come back if you don't have to. And I do this. Listen, and I think that even the people who who have issues with the President Obama's presidency, you gotta admit that now, I, I, and I really feel like this is the, the benefit. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, the benefit of a Trump presidency. Is going to be that a lot of people who didn't understand how much President Obama did and how much, like, I think we really underestimated, a lot of people underestimated how much stuff President Obama was standing in the way of. Yeah. That that there's an unrelenting force, and that force is literally the GOP. Yep. That are literally waiting to roll back rights, and that... When people go, he didn't go far enough. I'm like, I think you're not understanding how far he went and how much risk he took to get some of these things. Because, and you got, because we we undersell. I'm gonna say we undersell the evilness of the GOP. At this point, when you say you're still a Republican, I question you and what you mean by that. Because your party, for this long, has not been good. There are there, Cause, there cause are there Republicans are, are now doing the not all men. That's exactly yeah. where they're at right now. Yeah, you're. I mean, at this point, again, when you say I'm a Republican, they're not that bad. All Republicans except for two voted for Betsy DeVos. All Republicans voted for Jeff Sessions. Mm-hmm. I believe all Republicans voted. For Ben Carson. And that's the thing. Like, like, even Republicans who were like, hey, this is not okay. A perfect example. Let me tell you something. John McCain, if I see you in the street, is hands forever. Oh, my God. Because you have been saying a lot of shit in the media like, hey, this is not okay. This is not wrong. And every time I look at the list of who voted for who, you're always on the yes side. Stop bullshitting. I'm tired if you're going to do yeah. that, don't talk. I'm tired of seeing John McCain being called a maverick. Because he'll say something, but then turn to right around. He still voted for Sessions and DeVos. Right. Like, still, what are still, you doing? You still roll over. You you still, like, you, you, you and, and I feel like at this point, people who call themselves Republican, you're doing the same thing. You're saying, oh, I don't agree with that stuff, but I'll roll over. And my answer is no, you don't get to do that. You have to own up to it, own up to it all. Like, you, you, you don't, you don't get to do that. Like, it's like, just, DeVos is a great example. DeVos was split. It was 50-50. Look, imagine if McCain said, I'm gonna, I'm talking to shit in the streets, I'm gonna back it up. She wouldn't have gotten nominated. 
No, she really wouldn't have. Like they needed, they needed one more Republican. They needed one more Republican, and you can't tell me that all these Republicans they end up voting for. It, it makes no. She is horrifically unqualified for the job. She not only like outside of like her never working in a public school, like her kids didn't go to public school. She's never worked at a school. She's never been a teacher, a principal, anything of the like. She also has terrible views on LGBT kids. She has terrible views on the public school system. I'm a public school kid. I went to public school all of my life until I went to college. The, to see somebody who absolutely paid for her seat, because somebody did a beautiful graph mm-hmm. of all the people that voted yes for her, how much money has she given to their campaign and their administration? Y'all, you paid for that seat. And so there are going to be kids who are going to be in public schools. And my heart specifically goes out to kids with special needs because this public school system for kids with special needs isn't even that good in the first place. There's a lot of gaps in terms of that. Talking about kids with disabilities and talking about kids with autism, uh, kids with other type of disabilities and, and, and need help in terms of on a special needs standpoint, they're going to get fucked over the most. And I am concerned. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense, and it's completely bullshit. And she is so unqualified for it, uh, the job. And um, yeah, uh, and it's it just drives me crazy. Uh, here's something we were just talking about here. Um, you know, because again, the the the, the raging hypocrisy of of, of the GOP. Uh, Donald Trump has signed more executive or- actions in two weeks than any other president. Yep. The president has signed eight orders and 12 memoranda rolling back progress on minority rights, climate change, and financial regulations. And it's only been, what is today? Today's February the 11th. It has been, it's not even a month. Nope. It's not even a month. Three weeks. Three weeks. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to hear shit about how Obama hasn't done enough. It's like, okay, cool. Now you have a president that is, that is doing enough. He's doing the most mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the wrongest ways possible. And again, this is the raging hypocrisy of Trump. Mr. Trump tweeted in July 2012 that Mr. Obama was, reflect- was flexing his presidential muscle too much and too early in his term. Why is Barack Obama constantly issuing uh, executive orders that are major power grabs of authority? Y'all, y'all also remember when uh, people, the GOP was getting on Obama for taking "quote unquote" too many vacations? Oh yeah, he's taking a vacation every 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 week weekend, every weekend. Uh, let, me, let me go into that that article too. I, I have that because um, apparently uh, Donald Trump is not happy with being president. Which um, I honestly don't care anymore. Like I we I, listen. We've had. I've seen a lot on social media about, you know, Steve Bannon calling him President Bannon. All these things are true, but, you know, he's using Trump as his puppet. I'm, I think that we could talk about the evilness of Bannon without downplaying the evilness of Trump. Yes, and that's what people are Because whether or not he's getting played, which he is, Trump also didn't just come up with out of the blue, wasn't fed the information he was doing on his campaign either. Mm-hmm. He also has proof. That he honestly feels like this with how he treated the Central Park Five and how he treated uh, the uh, 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 black people who are trying to apply for apartments in his complexes. That was pre uh, The Apprentice. That was pre 
all this other shit, like pre the campaign, pre the presidency, he honestly feels this way. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not going to minimize that to, you know, stay focused on the real evil, which is Steve Bannon. No, they're both real evils. The whole administration is a real evil. And because I am a smart human, I can multitask and talk about all of them. But I'm not going to downplay his contribution because, yes, he is a puppet. But you're not I'm not going to sit here and pretend that Donald Trump is this somebody who is incapable of of understanding and comprehending things because whether or not we want to admit it yeah he is he has had successful businesses some of them have definitely tanked but he has had successful businesses so he has some type of uh intelligence he uses some part of his brain in some capacity so i think he also played pun intended he trumps up that he's stupid so that people underestimate him mm-hmm. I know I, he definitely knows exactly what his what he's doing. Does he know in terms of a full capacity in terms of being presidential? No, yeah. but I I think he knows how far he can get away with his privilege. Yeah. I definitely believe that. Yeah, uh, Argo, he doesn't like this shit. Trump reportedly hates his job and his staff for less than a month. After three after just three weeks on the job, President Trump is reportedly frustrated with the reality of trying to run the U.S. government the way he manages his own his family owned business. Political re- interviewed nearly, nearly a two dozen people. Who have spent time with the former real estate developer and reality TV star since his inauguration? They said that Trump's mood has terrain between surprise and anger as he's faced the predictable realities of governing. To report, the interviews paint a picture of a powder keg of a workplace where job duties are unclear, morale among some is low, factionalism is rampant, and exhaustion is running high. Political reported, two visitors to the White House last week said they were struck by how tired the task the task the staff looks. Not gonna lie, like Kellyanne Conway and Steve Bannon are like. They they look like they've been in the White House for like eight eight years already. They, Steve Bannon literally, I mean, he was he wasn't a looker to begin with. But he's literally disturbed, devolving into like some kind of like, you know, person on the stairs or some shit like a cave person. But that's yeah. that's but that's what well that's when uh, evil truly forms on a white person. That's mm-hmm. what they look like. Yeah, no, it really is coming in. His evil is really coming into his skin. Uh, yeah. Trump would like to take up his White House staff less than a month into the job. I actually heard about this. Apparently, they're reporting today that something, they've interviewed somebody else to replace Sean Spicer as White House press secretary, which would be amazing to replace him that fast. Um, uh, but you know what? Honestly, and I don't think he would replace Sean Spicer. I think that the um, Melissa McCarthy uh, SNL thing that would that's that's probably what did it. No, I mean, uh, absolutely. Because if you notice, he hasn't tweeted about SNL in a while. Yeah, no. But I think I read another article where like. Spicer's probably going to get cut because of the Melissa McCarthy. They're going to be upset because a lot of these uh, white women major, mm-hmm. like, act, like uh, Rosie O'Donnell was like, whenever y'all ready for me to play uh, Steve Bannon, I'm here. Yeah. And they had a side-by-side picture. I was like, she could do it. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, Trump's about visuals. So his whole thing with SNL is he doesn't like, uh, he's, he's very individual. And he doesn't like the, the optics of some things. Look. So he's fine with Sean Spicer staying up there until Melissa McCarthy came out there and made Sean Spicer like a fucking fool by, by being Sean Spicer. Like that's gonna that's gonna send him over. Which um, fuck SNL because I'm still they still mm-hmm. were a part of the groups that tried to normalize Donald Trump in terms of the mainstream media. So oh, yeah. still fuck them. Oh, yeah. But I gotta admit, Melissa McCartney, uh, she did a master class in comedy. Yeah. with that Sean Spicer impression. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't I don't watch uh, SNL live. I I get the clips. When I yes, to later same. On. Yeah, no, same. fuck it. I'll, I'll YouTube the fuck out of that shit. Um, uh, let's see. Trump would like to shake up the White House staff less than a month into the job, but knows it's too soon, <laughs> the website reported. The age joke that the president would like to spend more time golfing as Mar-a-Lago Resort. 
Yeah, he's already spending like. Matter of fact, that's one thing he did. He apparently met with the prime minister from Japan, and the prime minister is staying at uh, one of his, his his golf resorts, and they're going golfing this weekend. I'm like, oh yeah, no conflict of interest there, right? Also, let's look at the Super Bowl. When Obama typically watched the Super Bowl, he would watch it in the White House, so he wasn't traveling mm-hmm. to go to those respective teams because you know, sake of being unbiased. Trump had a whole dinner and party in Houston for the the Super Bowl because obviously Tom Brady and, and, the, and the Patriots, or specifically Tom Brady, they're cool. Like they have a relationship. Mm-hmm. He made a whole ass dinner, like for the sake of you trying to not look unbiased because it doesn't matter what sports team you're spending money on that traveling. Yeah, right, right. That's not work well, I think for your job. Obama, if you see pictures of him, he usually watches it in their. Uh, uh, like their entertainment room at the White House. But, but here's the thing. Here's the, here's the thing. I think you, you're 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 missing here. You, you keep forgetting. Uh, Donald Trump's a white guy, so the rules don't apply to him. <laughs> so I'm gonna need you to stop trying to apply rules to this white man here. Uh, nope. Sources close to uh, Trump said he's infuriated by the profusion of leaks, revealing his confrontational phone calls with world leaders and the herky herky jerky inner workings of the White House. Oh God, this is just fucking amazing. Like it's just. Fucking amazing. Um, also, if like it's not technically vi- no, it is. Melania has a vacation from her husband because she lives oh, in New York. Oh wait, I have something on that one too. Hold on, hold on. I think did I say that article because that was a, a, I might have just said, uh, no. Oh yeah. So um, again, uh, the prime minister from Japan was here, right? He was like a, he looked like why am I here? Oh, well, that, that, all, that, that, that gif of him shaking his hand and he's doing that face was hilarious. Uh, yeah, the Trump's handshake things are always just fucking yeah. They're no, uh, but notice some, notice one thing. So he's done that handshake with the Prime Minister of Japan. He did it with um, Gorsuch, his uh, his Supreme Court pick. You know who he didn't do that with? Obama. Mm-mm. Couldn't even really look him in the eye when he did it. This shows again, you know, again, like, again. This what? shows you how much of like. Like, as much as he gives off this bullish, he's an alpha male type deal, it's all an act. Like, Trump is, Trump, he's not, he does the same thing a lot of these white men do. He only has, he's only as strong as, and as confident as uh, his privilege allows him to be. The minute you challenge that privilege, the minute you look him in the eye, he's going to back down because that's what he is. That's why especially you don't see him. if it's black people. Yeah, especially if it's black people. So, um, but no, so I was talking about, you, you mentioned Melania. So, um, uh, she's breaking from tradition. Uh, Melania Trump appears to be breaking with tradition on two pre-scheduled Washington stops Friday. One to uh, Galliott uh, University, another one to attend the National Chair Blossom Festival uh, Committee meeting, at, uh, Chair Blossom Festival Committee meeting at the Japanese Embassy. The first lady of Japan, uh, Aki Abe, was alone without Mrs. Trump to guide her. Apparently, normally the 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 wife of the wives of foreign leaders they don't walk around D- Washington D.C. by themselves. They're usually accompanied by <laughs> you know the president's wife. Yeah, or they the usually like, spouse. We've seen that happen with the, right. So Obama, like, yeah. So yeah, would split would split up, and they would just yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Mrs. Obama went with. With Mrs. Abe uh, to, in 2015 and in uh, 2007, Laura Bush uh, uh, went with them as well. That's what they, they went on a tour. They, they, they take them on a tour. They, Melania hasn't done any of this stuff because Melania doesn't want to be first lady. She's not even in D.C. She's in New York. Like, and 
all of this stuff is coming out of her pockets. Like, and additionally, yeah, and additionally, like I said this on because I was on the black guy who tips, and I said this on. I think yes, I did. I said it with with Rod and Karen. I was like, listen, it doesn't. I'm a firm believer, like you don't have to have a, a nuclear family to do the whole White House mm-hmm. like being president thing. I truly believe that because it's it's that's that, that that's definitely doable and whatnot. However, madam, you are wasting. And I've said this. I fuck, fuck Melania because she and her family, her fuck ass family is absolutely draining money from the state of New York because she refuses to live in the White House. And I've said it before, if this was Michelle who was like, hey, let's have the kids finish off school in Chicago, then I'll come live with you, y'all would have eviscerated her. Listen. They you moved, know you would have. They, they moved, they moved uh, the, the grandmother into the house to help take care of the kids for the first few years. They did that. And they paid for her for it, like you know, it's it's, it's fucking absurd. Not only that, okay, let's say Melania couldn't couldn't be here with the foreign leader. Fine, all right. What about Ivanka? You made a big deal about getting Ivanka out here and having her do the first lady duties. Why wasn't Ivanka there then? You know, if you're gonna elevate your your daughter to do these roles because she's more into the political aspect and and doing this than Melania is, fine. I'm okay with that. Doesn't have to be the first lady, but somebody needs to be doing that. Well, the the reason why Ivanka wasn't doing it because she's trying to figure out what other companies are going to drop her clothing right, line. Right, right. Just, just drives me in in fucking saying that again. Like you said, if the Obamas had done this, honestly, we've seen Trump in multiple meetings on camera. I have not seen Ivanka since. Uh, not Ivanka. I haven't seen Melania nope. since the inauguration. Nope. 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 You, I just realized I have not seen her since the inauguration mm-hmm. at all. Like in any capacity, he's done brunches. He's done brunches with black people. He's done, he's done look, all these executive look, orders goes, and stuff like that. He goes on vacation to the, I'm like, is Milani even, is Milani even meeting him down there? Like, here's the thing. We already know there's no love in that marriage. We've seen sure. Absolutely. We've seen it. We've seen the, look, I'm sorry. Look, I've, we, we used to joke about, you know, how, much love. We've never seen a first couple like be that way. But look, I remember seeing GW and, and Laura Bush. Right, they love not, each other. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, it, it's it's the it's the 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 ultra Christian conservative kind of, but you can still see it there. She was she that was her man. She stood beside him. He loved his wife. He like you got that. You look at Donald Trump and Melania, and I'm like, he doesn't even like touching her. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing about her that he likes, and it's just because he's a terrible he's a terrible man, and I'm like I don't feel anything for her either because she's just as an enabler for his bullshit too. So fuck her as well. I'm just ugh, the whole thing. They're just fucking disgusting to me. Anyway, let me let me move on to some of the other stuff I got here because I, I got a lot. I mean, it's always gonna be a lot. Um, we mentioned here about Jeff Sessions being confirmed. Um, so uh, here here we go. Uh, here, here's uh, what Sean Spicer says about Coretta Scott King and 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 um, so Jeff Sessions. Uh, maybe three, maybe three more. Um, <laughs> it's Black History Month. Let me go. Oh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so look, all right. you can play that one. <laughs> I got a couple more days. <laughs> all right. So listen on the issue on the issue of last evening with Elizabeth Warren, uh, Coretta Scott King. These words. I want I want to get your reaction to these words. Uh, that we're not allowed 
Uh, Mr. Sessions has used the awesome power of his office to chill the free exercise of the vote by black citizens in the district he now seeks to serve as a federal judge. And she's basically saying that Sessions has <coughs> indifference towards criminal violations of civil rights laws. What do you say to that? Well, obviously we have a lot of respect for her and the sacrifices that she made um, and the sacrifices that, frankly, she endured in her life. Uh, but I would respectfully disagree uh, with her assessment of Senator Sessions then and now. Um, his record on civil and voting rights, I think, is outstanding. Um, and like Arlen Specter, the late Arlen Specter, I can only hope that if she was still with us today, that after getting to know him and to see his record and his commitment to voting and civil rights, that she would share the same view that Senator Specter did, where he said, although I voted against him getting to know the man that is now, I regret that vote. And I, th I would hope that if she was still with us today that she would share that sentiment. Because Senator Sessions' record both as, as U.S. Attorney um, for Alabama, as Attorney General, and as Senator has been one that has stood up for voting rights. He prosecuted the clown, he, the Klan. He stood up for um, Coretta Scott King getting the, uh, uh, for Cora, uh, getting the gold medal. He has been a tireless advocate of voting and civil rights um, throughout his career. And I would just hope that wish it was, if she was still with us today, that she would share the sentiments of, of former Senator Specter. Okay, last two. Do, if, I, if wish, you, if I you, wish you could see my face because I'm, I'm actually pissed. If, if you threaten the life of the White House press secretary, does the Secret Service look into that or not? I, just asking for a friend, just asking for a friend who might hear this and want to strangle the fuck out of Sean Spicer next time he sees him. Just saying, just, just, just asking for friends, cause this motherfucker here, yo. Also, I'm, I'm sorry. We keep forgetting he was supposed to be nominated for what was it, Supreme Court judge in the '80s? No, it was just a, it was just a district judge. It wasn't thinking. I'm sorry, district. Yeah, okay, district judge. If he was two races in the '80s for Reagan, two races for Reagan in the '80s. About give or take less than twenty years after the civil rights movement, what makes you think that Coretta Scott King would not still be aligned? Because he hasn't improved since the eighties. He's been the same. So this stellar civil rights record, I'm not where are you guys where are you guys getting this from? These are absolutely alternative facts. Well, like, well, well, see what you gotta realize here is um Democrats are the, the party of the Klan, and they're the parties of slavery. So, oh my God! Like uh, y'all, what, what you need to understand is that, uh, yeah, that, uh, yeah. Like these people are really obtuse. Like they, they are absolutely, absolutely making shit up. How dare you speak Coretta Scott King's name out your motherfucking big red <laughs> chewing mouth? How dare you? How dare you? Like. Coretta Scott King was not was just more than MLK's little wife. No, she kept what? No, going four days after he died, she was at protests, protesting like the worker labor uh, labor's union and a lot of other things. Like she was consistently championing championing that dream. She was always in the front lines, and the fact that people we had to like search in the first place, and the Washington Post found the Credit Scott King letter. That shit was buried. Like, don't be, don't be fooled. Before somebody mentioned it, 
on during the confirmation hearing, nobody knew that that letter was around. It got buried. Mm -hmm. Washington Post found it. And then it came to light. But before that, people really just try to pretend like that letter did not exist. And again, it's once again, black women, either you guys want to put words into their mouth when they're dead, or you silence them even in their death. Like, like, uh, like, um, Elizabeth Warren. She didn't silence Coretta Scott King, but they were like, let Liz speak. No, let Coretta speak. That's who's the one who's speaking. These are not Elizabeth Warren's words. She has to use the words of a dead black woman in order to get any type of traction. If she would have read any other person, I guarantee you it would not have been an issue. Mm -hmm. Because it was Coretta Scott King's words, it's a problem. Not only that, but um, then they went back, they censored uh, Warren, but then went back and let her male colleagues read the stuff. I'm like, what's the difference? Literally, what's the difference? Like, please explain to me how she's getting silenced, and the but the white dudes are it's cool, it's fine. It's like you're 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 not being slick in any way, shape, or form or capacity. There is a clear bias against women, and there's an extreme bias against black women, dead or alive. Mm-hmm. The game's a game. Like let's let's call it what it is. Like the fact that this 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 dead black woman's words. She shakes you so to your core and shakes the table so much because she got in that ass before. You silence another woman one who wants to read those words. And it wasn't like her words weren't read in the past. Uh, was it Durbin? Durbin read it during the confirmation hearing, did he not? Yeah, somebody he read else, some like, of it. They, they brought it up again. Yeah, like, it, that's it, what I'm saying. It, they just re it up. But he, they, re- they absolutely read those words during his actual confirmation hearing. Mm-hmm. So... And I believe it was Senator Durbin. So what is the difference? Y'all read it on the floor before. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between then and now? Yeah, I, I don't get it. So, um, more, more, more foolish. Oh, come on, don't do let this. him protect us. No, more, more, Congress. Sorry, more foolishness here. Oh, god damn it! I'm trying to pull, play this clip here. More foolishness. This is um. Th- this is um. God damn it! What are you doing? No, stop it. Okay. This is a... Uh... So, as you guys know, we had the, 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 the Muslim ban, which is what it is. It's a Muslim ban. Um, it got struck down in the district court in, I think, Seattle. And Trump says, we're going to see you in court. To the courts. Uh, and Republicans, because they have no spine themselves. Again, talk all you want about the Democrats and needing to, to, to do stuff. The real cowards here are not Democrats. The real cowards here are Republicans. The Republicans are still de- uh, 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 defending this shit. And this is a... Uh, nobody did a worse job or a more embarrassing job than uh, Representative Sean Duffy from Wisconsin, who um, apparently has never heard of white terrorism. Give him a shot. Congressman, um, Congressman why isn't the president talking about the white terrorist who mowed down six Muslims who were praying at their mosque? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but I would just tell you, there's a, there is a difference, um, again... Death and, and, and murder on both sides is wrong. But if you want to take the dozens of scenarios where mm-hmm. ISIS-inspired attacks have taken innocence, and you give me one example of what's happening, I think that was in Canada, yeah. um, I'm going to condemn them all. Uh, but again, you don't have a group like ISIS or Al-Qaeda that's inspiring people around the world to take up arms 
and kill innocence. That was a one-off. That was a one-off, Allison. Hold on and you a have second. a movement on the other Hold side. Hold on a second, Congressman. Bring you it on, Allison. Think, you don't think there are white extremists? You don't remember Oklahoma City? You don't think that this no. guy who was involved in the mosque shooting said that he was inspired by things that he read online? So you, you give me two examples, right? And in recent time, we're going to talk about the one example. Um, and there is uh, radicals all over uh, the world and here in America now that'll take up arms and do bad things. Um, but if you want to compare this one person in the last 10 years that you can give me an example of, Oklahoma was, what, 20 years ago? Um, the Oklahoma City Bob. Dylan Roof. Like, majority uh, of domestic Dylan. terrorism in the U.S. is done by white men. Um, what are you talking about? Dylan Roof just got old. Okay. Um, that's different than this whole movement that's taken place through ISIS uh -huh. that's inspired attacks. I mean, are you going to compare the one attack up in Canada to all the death and yeah. destruction in Europe from how refugees about, how about or Charleston, the attacks in the United States how about the of America? How about the but, Charleston but, church but, but, but here's, shooting? But here's what he you're was an doing. extremist. So, yeah. He was a white extremist. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he was. Okay. How about um, that? That doesn't matter. No, it does matter. It does matter. Look at the good things that came from it. And Nikki Haley. Did, did he just say what he said? He didn't just say that, did he? Hold on. What? what please, please enlighten me, white man. I'm, I'm, what I'm, good right. things came from? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go back. <laughs> there's no way this white man said this shit, right? There's no way. There's no way he said that. It, it, it's impossible for him to say that. No, he didn't. From it, and Nikki Haley took yeah. down. He, yeah, he was. Okay. How about that? Um, that doesn't matter. No, it does matter. It does matter. Look at the good things that came from it. And Nikki Haley took down the Confederate flag. That was great. But My nigga, listen. It's gonna be no. a it's gonna be a miracle if I make it through 2017 and not check a white choke a white person, guys. Because of shit like this. This motherfucker said that great things came out of the Charleston shooting. Nikki Haley took down the Confederate flag after being protested. Well, wait, to... uh, Nikki Haley was what, South Carolina? Mm -hmm. They put that flag back up. And they put the flag back up. They put that flag back up. If I remember seeing an article that they put it back up in the major. Let me look that up because I remember reading that. Let me find I it. To say, I can give you a couple examples. Mm -hmm. There's no there's no constant thread that goes through these attacks. And you have radical Islamic terrorists and ISIS that are driving the attacks. And if you want to compare those uh -huh. those two, maybe you can throw another one. I, I mean, look at Gabby Giffords. The, 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 look at Gabby Giffords, yeah. the Marxist, the Marxist uh -huh. who took her life, a leftist yeah. guy. And now you see violence and terror in the streets all across America, burning and beating people with Donald yeah. Trump hats. The violence you have to look at. I'm gonna strike a white person this year. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, it's gonna happen because stupid shit like this. Like this motherfucker is the dumbest motherfucker in the world. Can't believe you're saying that. Like, are, are you are you serious right now? Found the article. By the way, you said what now? Found the article. Fox News. Okay. February third, twenty seventeen. Confederate flag going back up in South Carolina. The Confederate battle flag is going back up at a monument in northwestern South Carolina town. Luther Lau have maintained the memorial in Wahala for years and replaced the Confederate flag with the South Carolina flag in 2015. About the time the Confederate flag was taken house from the state uh, state house following the Charleston church shootings, Lau said that there's only one there was only one complaint then. The South Carolina Sectionist Party complained recently that the removal violated a state law that requires legislative approval to change monuments. 
Lyle told the Anderson Independent Mall the complaints by a sectionist party had nothing to do with putting the flag back up. Lyle said an agreement was reached last week for the sons of the Confederate veterans to take over the responsibility for the monument. Good things that came out of uh, the Charleston shooting, guys. And that came out, uh, what was it, third? That came out eight days ago. The left has to say violence is wrong, whether we look and if love and peace from, as you brought up in San Fernandino, mm -hmm. why don't we look at Berkeley, Orlando. where people get beat, uh, no, yeah, thank you, people that get beat up for wearing a Donald Trump hat, make America great again hat mm -hmm. again, or they get Because you guys are racist Nazis. Also, black kids get, ki uh, get killed wearing hoodies. Like, I, I need people to understand that, like, people that are still wearing Make America Great Again hats now, and people that fly that, like, I literally have seen um, Trump paraphernalia from his campaign used literally to, as a way to taunt minorities, all right? Like, I was driving to work the other day, and I'm in Maryland, we're a blue fucking state, we didn't vote for fucking Donald Trump, but there, there are pockets of Trump, I, I live in an area that's mainly black and Latino, right? If you drive down Route 1, somebody had put up a Trump sign along one of the roads there. All right. That wasn't done to, you know, th that was done literally to, a as a warning and message to black people. I was walking, I was driving to work the other day and there was somebody who literally has on the back of the truck, two flagpoles. One of them was an American flag. The other one was a Donald Trump make America great again flag. All right. These are things that are done. Like I saw somebody had uh, make America great again bumper stickers on the car they weren't even in the place that you normally... They weren't even the bumper. They were, like, on the side. Like, people are doing this shit because they feel emboldened, and it's their way of basically trying to put minorities in their place and telling them it's our country and now again, nigger. All right? Also, so kids getting... Like, kids getting beat up in Make America Great Again hats. Okay, but did you die? Because you're not dead. Well, not only did that, you? not only that, but why is that kid wearing that hat? Why is that right. kid wearing the hat? Like, cause I'm going to tell you right now, he probably didn't get beat up for wearing the hat. Probably got beat up because he probably said some racist ass shit that came from it. Because, like, when I'm hearing, when I, when I see all these people, these white people go, oh, well, my kids are Donald Trump. There's nothing, nothing about Donald Trump. Like, when it, and, and, and people are trying to do these false equivalencies, well, well, kids did it with Obama. Yeah, because Obama was an inspirational figure. He was motivational. He was inspirational. He wasn't offensive. Nothing about Donald Trump is inspirational. Nothing about Donald Trump is kid-friendly. Donald Trump is literally a disgusting, racist piece of shit. So when your kid puts on a Make America Great Again hat, what he's basically saying is, I'm racist. Yeah, you might get punched in the face for that shit. Just like, you know what? If you're wearing a fucking swastika on your fucking shoulder, you might get fucking punched in the fucking face. Why? Because you're basically saying... I'm loud, I'm here, and I'm racist, and I'm, I don't care who fucking knows it. So when you get punched in the face for that shit, you're at, you're, you putting that stuff there and you saying that is basically the declaration of war. It's the declaration of violence right there. It is. And I'm tired of people trying to pretend like it's not. And, 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 and stores get vandalized, and they burn, and they beat. Where does yeah. the left... And CNN and MSNBC stand up and go, you know what, this is wrong. If we're going to have peace in our yeah, hearts, and we're going to inspire the left. Muslims are attacked as well. And when swastikers are, are spray-painted so, onto buildings, man, we've man, been man. talking about Allison, all of it. Come on. Why are you Allison, using isolated? Why do you think that when it's a white terrorist, so, it's an isolated incident? I'm, so what, what, what I'm saying is you have 
a cell, a heart, a beat of ISIS that's inspiring people around the world. And do you deny that? That's going to Europe and come to America, right. whether it's lone wolves. And so what's the heartbeat of the attack that you referenced uh, in the mosque or uh, what happened in, in, in Charleston? Extremism, Is there a common theme that hatred. runs? So white nationalism and white racism and white privilege and systemic race. Like, yes, motherfucker, that is there. Oh, my God. Are you saying it doesn't exist? Okay, so we're so white we're, supremacy. We're, how, how, can we vet that? How should we vet what? that to keep ourselves uh, safe? Uh, I'll join you and I'll join you in that effort. What do we do? Do you not think it was white supremacy? This is what the shooters said it was. Yeah, it's horrible. So what should we do? I mean, I'll, I'll join you. What do we do on the white supremacy front to make sure we don't have another attack like Charleston? Well, what the same thing you want Muslims to do, right? Like, this is amazing. Like, I wouldn't expect this to be a great moment in white privilege, but this is amazing. Like, like it's literally what you're, you're asking Muslims to do for ISIS. Am I missing something here? Mm, like, no, like... You, 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 wait, you're, you're, so you're literally okay with telling Muslims what they need to do to root out extremism and, 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 and ISIS and, and ISIL and, 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 and extremism, Islamism and all the other stuff. But then when we talk about white supremacy, you're like, well, what do we do? What do I do as a white guy? He's like, well, the same thing you're asking black and brown people to do. How about we try that? Oh, it doesn't I am with out. you on that, Allison. Speak but out about I don't it, know. crack down uh, on it, talk about sure. it as extreme violence so, right. as much as we talk yes. about so all of the other yes. terrorism so, that you call so radical crack, Islamic terrorism. So let's crack, let's crack, let's crack down on, on ISIS. Let's crack down um, on the seven terror countries. Um, My God, the... The, <laughs> the, <laughs> the gymnastics he's doing right now is truly astounding. That, that are riddled with terrorists uh, and give Donald Trump 90 days to 120 days, give him a pause to make sure he can keep us safe. Because you know what? If we could have vetted that guy who went into the mosque in, in Canada or the guy that went into the church in Charleston yeah. and kept them from those deaths, wouldn't we do that? Yeah. Wouldn't we take that step together? So if we would try to prevent those attacks yeah. in America from the two examples you gave me, uh -huh. why wouldn't we if we can? But, but we don't. But we don't like literally. Well, well, well like, but I'm I'm very confused by this because like, none of the countries that are on the the Muslim ban list are countries that have actually we've gone to war with. Well, they're not. They're not. Well, we, they're ones that we've gone to war, but they're not ones that, that have had that, 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 that terrorist have, attacks. That, yeah, none of none of the none of the refugees from those countries have been implicated in any terrorist attack in the United mm -hmm. States. None mm -hmm. of them. Um, and not only that, but he's like, he's saying that, well, if we could stop the Charleston attack and, you know, uh, all these other, and the, the attack that happened in Canada, wouldn't we do it? I'm like, no, we don't. Because literally Donald Trump, and I said this last week, he literally has moved, there, there's a program in the, in, uh, I think in the Justice Department that, that, that focus on rooting out Islamism, uh, Islamism, uh, extremism across all, across the board that included white supremacy and things like that. And he's now narrowed it down to just fighting and focusing on Islam, Islamic terrorism. I'm like, so is, he's doing the opposite of what you're saying. You're not rooting out it all out. Like, I think that, you know what, it's wrong and it include, it, it, there's a balance here that needs to happen. Because you know what, yes, there are terrorists, there are bad people that are trying to come to the country and we do need to do something to stop that. But we're also asking for balance. You can't sit there and focus on Islamic terrorism and then act like white supremacists 
aren't having the same problem here and aren't doing the same Dr. thing. America, from, from people who might come in to do us harm, why wouldn't we do that? The yeah. argument is the same on both sides. Yeah, the only problem with your argument is that there is no terror attack that a refugee, no deadly terror attack that a refugee has been responsible for. But there have been in Europe, and many in Europe. Right, but not here. Um, and that's, but again, this is a pause, Allison. So why not take a pause? Why not, why not learn from Europe yep. and say we Sean Duffy's a fucking idiot. Uh, and no, that like stop the bullshit because y'all don't actually care about other countries and, unless and, it have to, unless it has to do with trade. Like you're saying, like oh, if that if that was the case, if y'all are so concerned and afraid and whatnot of what's happening in Europe, there hasn't been a recent like major terrorist attack in Europe since last year when Obama was still president. So like in terms of recent time. Where you what what information are you coming from? Because if you're so concerned about terrorist attacks, it's like well the countries that have actually a came in and and nine eleven happened. That's not they're not on the list. Well, not only that, but um, the reason why those attacks happen in Europe and don't happen here is because we actually do have a stricter process for getting into yes, the country. Yes, we do, and we do have better intelligence, and we do handle that stuff better. So this idea that because attacks happen in some place that has less security than we do. That that means we need more security here. No, we've already we've already upped the security. We they're already having a hard time getting over here and performing this attack, which is why none of none of those none of those attacks have happened here. We've had people that are U.S. born and have been radicalized that way, but you can't stop that. Just like you can't apparently can't stop white nationalists who go there. Uh, so also so, your stricter, but also your stricter policy is from all the accounts of people who were detained from the various airports. The questions that they have been asking have not actually been about terrorist attacks or oh, right. like you know domestic violent terrorism. It's been questions on like whether or not you support Donald Trump. So what it really boils down to is a dictator shakedown. Right, right. Uh, other one we got here is uh, this is a study that came out to kind of also show how much of an idiot Sean uh, Duffy is. The number of white nationalists and self-described Nazi sympathizers on Twitter have multiplied by more than 600% in the last four years, upforming the so-called Islamic State in everything from follower accounts to number of daily tweets a new study found. Researchers at George Washington's University's program on extremism uh, analyzed 18 accounts belonging to major white nationalist groups and organizations such as the American Nazi Party and the National Socialist Movement mostly located in the United States. These accounts saw a sharp increase in followers from about 3,500 in 2012 to 22,000 in 2016. Thirty knows that while ISIS stood out for its, its outreach and recruitment using Twitter since the group's emergence a few years ago, white nationalist groups have excelled in the media. The report underscores the, the declining influence of ISIS on social media platform as Twitter continued to crack down on the Islamic militant group. In August, the company said they had shut down roughly uh, 360,000 accounts for what they saw as promoting terrorism. Yet the GW study said that the white nationalists are using the site with relative impunity. On Twitter, ISIS prefer uh, social social a social platform. American white nationalist movements have seen their follower grow, followers grow by more than 600 percent since 20, uh, 2012. The study, authored by J.M. Uh, Berger, stated today they outperform ISIS in nearly every social met metric from follower counts to tweets per day. So let's do the math here. 2012 was Obama got the second term. Mm -hmm. So for people, especially white nationalists that were like, well, this nigger is in office, but it's only going to be a one term. Then he won a second term. Then they were like, oh, we get another four years of this shit? Okay. That's exactly what that is. Yeah. I would love to see it break down in terms of growth year by year, because I guarantee you 2016 
was where it had its highest like mm-hmm. growth rate out of all of the four years that they're they're compounding. So for obvious reasons, like let's be clear, these are people that have always been here. They have been here since the dawn of time. We know this, but they are a lot more in, like bold about it because they have an administration that aligns with their values. They have people who are neo Nazis that are a part of the White House cabinet. Yep. Yep. I was throwing it out there that that's what, you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, when Sean Duffy goes, oh, yeah, I'd like to, we, we should end it. No, you guys aren't. You guys are talking about Islamic terrorism and, and black people and brown people. The number comes... one terrorist is white men. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Like, yeah. in the, like, in, well, globally, but we're talking about the U.S. because this is where we live. In the U.S., we have had a larger, I'm by a large margin, more terrorist attacks from white people. Restore... Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, so. Here's one more thing I want to do with this, you know, just to point out, because, you know, we try to tell people that uh, Trump being president would lead to different things like Jeff Sessions as uh, attorney general. Here's another one of Trump's uh, necessary and lawful action to break the back of the criminal cartels that have spread across our nation and are destroying the blood of our youth and other people, many other people. Secondly, I'm directing Department of Justice to form a task force on reducing violent crime in America. And thirdly, I'm directing the Department of Justice to implement a plan to stop crime and crimes of violence against law enforcement officers. Just want to throw that out there. I wanted want to play that real quick just so everybody can remember. You know, Hillary Clinton 25 years ago called us super predators, so you guys didn't vote for her. But, you know, you got Donald Trump now, and he's literally doing that crime bill shit all over again. Thank you very fucking much, you fucking idiot. So, here's the thing. Listen to the rhetoric. Blood Break of our youth. The backs, the blood of our youth. He sounds like a fucking Nazi. It sounds crazy. <laughs> like, I'm listening to it, and I was like, oh. And then on top of that, reducing the violent crimes against our law enforcement. Bitch, where? Which are already down. But what boy violent crimes? What, what are we talking about? I, I, I would love examples because I have receipts. I've only seen violent crimes against innocent citizens who are black done by law enforcement. But when we're talking about violent crimes against law enforcement, so exactly what you said, they're down. Here, but here's the so thing. what are you talking so, about? So, so you know why? Because so the national, I'm looking at it now, the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund uh, has a study that says, in 2016, a total number of 135 officers were killed in the U.S., a five-year high, right? So first of all, 135 officers, out of five, that's still not not bad. You know, out of the entire country, as big as we are. But the amount of black people that have right, been killed by right. the police officers is larger than that. Right, right, right. All right. So, but, but here's the thing. So that, I want you to keep that number in, 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 in okay, 135, all right? Mm-hmm. Only 64 of them, 64 of them were fatally shot. You know what the other number includes? Number includes traffic accidents and job-related health issues like heart attacks while working. Get the wow. fuck out of here, yo. So then why, no, see, that's bullshit. So then why would you say, but <laughs> you did, they did that for a reason to include like violent, uh, like, like, you know, traffic accidents and like health issues and stuff like that. You should have specifically broken it down. Like, Hey, 64 have been killed on the job. 
That's not high. It shouldn't have been, but it's not high. No mention was made by Mr. Trump of the hundreds of people who died at the hand of law enforcement every year. There were 968 deaths last year, according to the Washington Post, and more than 130 so far in 2017. 130 so far in 2017. Mind you, 130 so far in 2017, and we're barely into February. That's already almost higher than the total number of officers killed in the U.S., which includes heart attacks while working and fucking car accidents. And that's so that if you just break down the just the like killed on the duty, that that amount in in February of twenty seventeen is only two months in. We're mid February, almost mid February, not you, even fully. You know, you also wonder, that is double the amount of the whole twenty sixteen. Yeah, also I also wonder. All right, all right. So we're going with that. You know that that, that sixty four officers were fatally shot on, on work. How many of those include officers on officer violence? One. Uh, how many of those include suicides? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, and just by the way, the executive order for signing on Black History Month. Just want to throw it out there because you know, because you know, everybody, everybody, big, big deal about the crime bill, you know, and Hillary, you know, even though she didn't vote for it because you know she wasn't actually able to vote for it because she wasn't actually in the Senate or anything like that. But then you know, she called super predators and all. Remember, all that happened, right? So that's why you just couldn't vote for for Hillary Clinton. You couldn't do that. And she was just so evil. And oh my God, she was just oh, blah, blah. Well, that's the thing. Like, yo, know, she shouldn't have said that. However. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden helped wrote that bill mm-hmm, and Sanders mm-hmm. voted for it. Bernie mm-hmm. Sanders voted for that bill too. Mm-hmm. They actually were in office to do something about it mm-hmm. and they voted yes for it. Mm-hmm. And one of them helped write it. So my question is, where do we draw the line? Like, should she have not said that? Absolutely not. Should she? Did she help push it? Sure. But when it came to actually being in the voting, the way people today are getting in Dems ass on who are they voting for in terms of these uh, these confirmation he- hearings on the Senate? And you should. Where do we draw the line? Mm-hmm. Because if in this some imaginary world Sanders was president, would you have gotten him, gotten on him for voting for that bill? Mm-hmm. If Biden actually did run, would you have gotten on his ass for help writing that bill, voting for that bill, and how he treated the Anita Hill case? Like, where do we draw the line? Gordon, mm-hmm. what I love about this is I, I love. The fact that people who wanted Joe Biden to run or still wanted to run for next year, um, oh, or ne- next next time, and I'm like, but but you got, but you. If got he and if he and listen, Joe Biden is overall again. It's he's an overall cool guy, but when it it does his past policies align with what he's doing now. So the way that we have gotten on Hillary for quote unquote flip flopping, you can do the same thing for Biden. Oh no no no! See again, you keep forgetting, you keep forgetting this one point. He's a white guy. He doesn't yeah. count. Like, I mean, you, like uh, Joey, I mean, we're cool here, but you keep coming on the show and you keep forgetting the simple fucking rule. There's one rule. The rules don't apply to white men. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. And again, we, me and you have always been aligned on, we both don't see it for Hillary, obviously. But like, guys, don't be, don't be a dick. Like, in terms, and especially Bernie Sanders, post, like, post this election, the fact that he said he's friends with Sessions and that he'll work with Trump and he's doing debates with Ted Cruz for why both of y'all lost. Like, I'm so confused. Why are you doing debates Look, we on got- healthcare on CNN? For what? You're not even this. The election's over. What are you doing? Look, for what? We, we got- for what reason? Look, I, I'm, I'm trying to cut, cut some stuff out here. So I'm going to save this Bernie Sanders stuff for next week. But I had some stuff and I'm just I'm just saying I'm tired of hearing this shit. All right. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it now. We got some time. Listen, yeah, I'm going to say, say real, real quick. 
I'm tired. If you voted for Bernie because like, you like this platform, hey, fine. No problem with that. All right? If you voted for Bernie and then he didn't win and you were like, I just can't vote for Hillary in there, go fuck yourself because you're a fucking idiot. All right? Um, I'm also tired of hearing Bernie Sanders people not get their fucking narrative straight on what happened. Right? It's one. It's either he was running for president for real and, and the DNC cheated him out of it or well, he wasn't running to really win. He was running to get the issues out there. Which is it? I keep hearing the both from you guys. Which, which what's right? Um, Bernie Sanders. Uh, he didn't skip the self. He went there. Uh, it's just that it was too early. Well, oh, okay. And then other people go, oh no, he, he, he uh, no, it was, was it? It's he. Um, Bernie Sanders didn't skip the self. He did campaign there. I went to a campaign rally in South Carolina, like one of the few places he actually did go. Uh, or or the one the one rally he had in uh, Georgia, or it's. He didn't campaign in the South because they, he didn't have enough money. It was too early. And, and, and the DNC rigged the, the schedule so the South was too early, which it wasn't because that's when they always are and they have been since 2008. Well, um, that's the thing. Like, it? it's So let's, let's do it this way. So for the sake of transparency, for the primary, I voted for Bernie. He obviously didn't win. When, I, when we saw the South Carolina numbers and it was a blowout, I was like, okay. It's gonna probably it definitely is gonna be Hillary who gets the uh, the 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 primary candidate uh, win. Cool. She won. Went into the election. Said, okay, I'm still not a fan of Hillary. I'm gonna do my job. Let me do my job because I can't ignore what Trump is doing. Voted for Hillary gladly. Put my name on that absentee ballot. Sent it out to Jersey. Was like, all right, we're here. I'm comfortable with my decision. Let's do this. Obviously, she didn't win. And there's nothing wrong with saying like, hey. I voted for Bernie in, pro- in the primary. I did like his platform better. But let's not pretend here he lost badly. I'll be the first to say it. Additionally, he is not looking good post this election. Well, he looks the, the dick. The problem I have is like everything people won't admit. Like if, we, if we're going to have postmortems on what happened, then let's be open and honest about everything. People will be like, oh, I'll get. And again, it's mostly white people. Oh no, Bernie couldn't. Oh no, actually, this week it was a black, black, black Bernie supporters, and I was just like, it drove me crazy. Oh yes. no, Bernie, Bernie, uh, uh, Bernie couldn't run ads in the South because he didn't have any money. I'm like, but no, he broke records and fundraising records, and people were saying the way Bernie ra- raised money without having big donors is going to change the way that fundraising works in the future. It's like, what are you talking about? He 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 broke records. He had plenty of fucking money. He could have run ads. Right, but, he, but you also had prior he, administration who has said post-mortem that we encouraged him to do more stuff in the South and he just yeah, refused. Yeah. I was like, so what is that? Um, then it's like, well, he didn't reach out to black voters. No, Bernie didn't reach out to black voters. I was like, okay. But then you got other people go, he didn't reach out to black voters in the South because they're too uneducated. And I'm like, all right, first of all, that's bullshit. But second of all, which is it? Which 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 is it? You can't say both are true. You can't say he didn't reach out to the black voters in the South because they're uneducated and we're going to be sheep and vote for Hillary anyway. Or well, that's, this that is the, I don't based like, on what his the people who worked with him on the inside are saying. Yeah. And there was black people that worked with him. Simone Sanders obviously worked with him. Main person, main black person that was there. And they have all been in agreement like, hey, he we told him to push for black people. And he didn't. Well, and, and that's my problem. It's like to me, it's not at this point. I'm 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 over here arguing facts with these Bernie people. It's like this is not me making shit up. This is people in his own campaign going. Nah, he didn't really campaign with black people. 
You know, you have Ted Devine going, oh, no, and we didn't really, we're not really competing in those southern states. And people go, well, no, Bernie did compete in those states. I'm like, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. His campaign says he didn't. Well, no, yeah. I went to a rally once. Like, going to a okay. rally once is not campaigning in a state. He opened up an office in Florida two days or, like, the week of the primary. That is not going to win you Florida. That is not going to win you for. Remember when he went to an HBCU and it was all white people? That was Georgia. That was like the one. That was like the one rally he did in fucking Georgia. He went to Morehouse, and people were like, "It's the whitest we've ever seen Morehouse." Like, yeah, no. like come that, on, like, folks. Like, was, this is not. Like, I'm not saying this shit just a shit on Bernie. I'm saying this because you guys need to wake the fuck up. Like this morning, I literally woke up to a Sean King art, uh, a Sean King fucking tweet talking about some. You know, I'm in Alaska right now. There's way more prog- progressive people here. That's what it's not. Oh, let me see if I can find the exact tweet so I don't oh, fuck it up. No, it was, it was so fucking Sean stupid. King, Sean King definitely said that Hillary was just as bad as as Trump and really tried to like uh, Euro step like like he tried to moonwalk away from that discussion and. <sighs> People pulled it up was like, but you said this. Like, all those people who were like, Hillary is just as bad as Trump, y'all go fuck yourselves too. Because she definitely, obviously wasn't. Even pre-election and obviously, especially post-election. Here's Sean King Sweet. I woke up to this shit in the morning. I'm in Alaska. They feel like Democrats bailed on them, not that they bailed on Democrats. It's why Bernie crushed it here. All right, first of all, again. Civics lesson, people. Alaska, I believe, is a caucus. In the Democratic primary, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bernie won caucuses, but that, that's not like popular vote. So you saying that Bernie crushed it in Alaska because Democrats abandoned them does not. Bernie didn't go to Alaska either. I'm pretty sure he didn't. He didn't rally there either. It's fucking Alaska. Also, how many delegates is that? Also, this is also the same state that elected Sarah Palin as governor. I was gonna say the same thing. So, yes, whole- guys, like, pack, like, listen, as a person who, and I'm, I'm, I'm telling this to you with love, because maybe, maybe it takes somebody who voted for Bernie in the primary to like tell you, hey, Joy here, I voted for Bernie in the primary. Obviously, he lost, and he should have. But, guys, pack it up. Go home. Stop. Like- like, hey, listen, hey, maybe 2020 is going to be Bernie's year. I'm telling you, it's not. All right. It's not. Because it's not. But let's say maybe you want it to be Bernie's year. If Bernie, if 2020 is going to be Bernie's year, then Bernie needs to, 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 to listen to not you idiots, but to people like me who are little, who have been telling him since 2015, hey, man, you need black people. Yes. And additionally, not even that, because you have black people. Listen to them. They try no, to tell yeah. you. Like, that's the thing. It's like, like you can't, you, you he's too busy trying to form this new Bernie Sanders uh, uh, coalition that doesn't involve as many people of color. Also, well, and I know we work. just, we established this twice. Like, there is, there is a, he's a white man rule. I get it. I hear what yeah. you said, Chris, but oh, you're right. in 2020, I'm... people, well, that even that, like, in 2020, people are going to forget about the, the, the shit that he said in 2017. He said he would work with Trump. He said he's been friends with Jeff Sessions. Like, he's saying all of this shit post the election. It don't bode well for him. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you and people, yeah, if he no. does run again in 2020, people are going to forget that. People you're are not, absolutely going to forget that. You're not. I'm you're not, not. You're not going to. You're not. You're not going like, to. Right. You're not. You're not. When, again, I haven't seen any black people who were on Bernie's train before. After looking, go. You know what? Maybe I should listen to Bernie. No, they, we've just gotten madder at him, 
and his right, people. Like, and that's me. Like, after and after the primate, I was like, okay, hand win. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta move to next course. Like for me, it's like, why would I stop bringing up old shit in this regard? Like he lost. You gotta. This is the old ex. Go to the new. Like go to the new one. You got a new bay in town. Like bring. Like figure out what they're about. Like you got stop. Let like stop living in the past. And all these people were saying like he would have won the election. The Jewish man would have won the election. From the neo-Nazis, yes. Mm-hmm. Versus the neo-Nazis? Okay, mm-hmm. but whatever. Like, I need y'all to please stop being illusional. And uh, again, because tying it all together and talking about hidden figures earlier in, in, in the podcast, stop looking for a white savior. You swear that Bernie's going to be the revolution? Bring up people who are actually people of color. Bring up Kamala Harris. Bring up all these other senators and governors that are now people of color in these spaces and raise them up, develop them, invest money into them, go to their rallies, listen to them and raise them to be the politician that you could hopefully aspire to. It's not going to be perfect all the time, but stop looking for the white savior to save you from the big, bad orange man. Like there are women of color that are now in these, these larger positions more so than it has been in the past. Let's start developing them and let help uh, help the uh, help them get to the level where they can push progressive ideals forward. I'd rather have a Kamala Harris before I have a Bernie Sanders for 2020. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Is she still new into her role? Sure. But Bernie was nowhere to be found prior to this. So whatever. Like he was an independent prior. So like if he could do it. And again, white man, I understand. But like if he can do it, why can't we raise up people who are fresh and new into this space? I, 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 White man rules, yeah. Like I just I don't I don't I don't get it. Like it's o it's okay. He lost. He he lost. Hillary lost. Let like we gotta let it go. Here we're here now. It is February eleventh, twenty seventeen. We have a lot of other shit to worry about than what Bernie is doing and how we can push Bernie forward. We got another what is it? Two years. We need to absolutely change the house and the Senate. If we're supposed to be doing our job, because this whole majority Republican shit is not flying. I'd rather focus my energy on that than a random debate between two losers who lost the election. <laughs> he really did. He really did something with Ted Cruz. Like it's him and Ted Cruz. Like either I don't care. Like I'm sorry, I do not care. I do not care. You both lost the election. Like it's okay. Like y'all are worried about that. I'd rather worry about. Are they voting for the right people for these confirmation hearings? Are they pushing the uh, the Democratic agenda forward even though they know they're going to get shut down? Because I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know on top of my head if, if Bernie voted for Carson. But I know Elizabeth Warren did. Yep. And it made no fucking sense to me because y'all know that you're the minority. You know that she that he's gonna. they're all going to get pushed through regardless. Why would you not vote no on every last one of them? Yeah. I, I, you know what? And I'll say this. That pissed me off too. I think they, they finally got the message, and they finally got. I think I, I I'm holding out hope that the, that the Democrats realize that that we don't want any of that shit. That we we don't we don't want peace. We don't no, we yeah, don't we don't want we don't want to come I, together. We don't. Quite frankly, I think Warren wrote that Facebook whatever like explanation. Cause I guarantee a lot of people, quite frankly, called her and out and they were like, "Your seat has been threatened." Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I think that they finally realized 
what they're dealing with and they're like, mm, okay, yeah, okay. Because best, best believe I'm taking notes. Oh, yeah. When it's, when it, yeah, when it's, when it's time for, for, for uh, elections, for your seat to be up, there's a couple of seats that are up for grabs. I think there's, I think somebody said it was like 13. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so if you're, if I, well, I live in the state of New York and we're, we're dim and uh, my senator has pretty much voted no for all of them, I believe on top of my head. I think he might've voted yes for one of them. But like, the point is, is that like, I'm, I'm, I'm right. I'm taking notes on every last one of you. Try to vote for any of these, vote yes for any of these motherfuckers. Your seat is automatically threatened. We are now at a space where there is no such thing as a uh, gotta hear both sides. Mm-hmm. It's life or death in these streets. Yeah. I, and I think, I think, yeah, I think, yeah. So we'll see what happens. All right, let's move on. Let me get some of these. Uh, I'm cutting some stuff out. I'm going to this. Like I said, I started this whole uh, this new segment uh, this week in the resistance uh, where I'm highlighting certain stories that have touched my heart of uh, people uh, resisting Donald Trump. And uh, this one especially uh, touched my warm, my warm my soul because it's in my state. Education Secretary Betsy DeVos physically uh, blocked by protesters from entering a D.C. school. Yeah. Uh, Education Secretary Betsy DeVos was physically blocked by protesters from entering Jefferson Academy in Southwest DC Friday morning. This was her first visit to a public school. The protesters created a barrier to, to the entrance of the school and began shouting. DeVos turned away and walked toward, and, and walked towards her vehicle while protesters screamed to her, uh, continued to scream. One screaming, she doesn't represent anything they, they stand for, followed by a chance of shame, shame, shame. She did eventually make it into the school. The Washington Teachers Union organized a gathering outside of the school, but were, but were not among the protesters who blocked her entrance. They arrived earlier in the day and greeted DeVos in peace, but with a strong message. The union, who said they did not support DeVos's uh, nomination, said that they hoped she would be successful. They said a DeVos sees in her role, new role that everyone succeeds, including the public union. Uh, fuck your, fuck your, yeah, okay, that's not resistance. Fuck that shit. Um, so, so that came out, and I love to see that she eventually made. Like I said, eventually made it in. But I love the fact that they they physically kept her from from making it in there. I did see this other tweet this morning that I thought was thought was hilarious. At first, I was mad because from Arnie Duncan, right, the former uh, uh, education secretary under Obama, and I got mad because I was like, "Oh, that's a no. We don't want peace now." Then I read more into it. I was like, "Oh, that's not peace. That is shade as fuck." He goes <laughs> and he he asks her. Agree or disagree with Betsy DeVos? And he asked her, right? He, he actually used her at name in this on any issue. But let's all agree she really needs to be in public schools. Please let her in. That's funny. <laughs> like, I read it the first time. I was like, no, that's, are you telling the person they should? Oh, 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 no, you, you asshole. I like that. Like, I like that petty. Like, I'm, I'm really loving the petty from former Obama <laughs> Administration officials, things like that. Like, like I'm like this motherfucker really just told her she needs to go back to school. She <laughs> does, and she does. But I'm just like, yo, that shit was that shit was so fucking yo, petty. Like, nothing, nothing's better than like teacher of color Twitter because I didn't know that they were like a whole coalition until this nomination. <laughs> so I've been getting my mm. life from the pettiness. Like when she posted that picture of her and was like, now where do they keep the pencils? Smiley face. Right. And, all the people, all the teachers of color was like, bitch, we have to buy our own school supplies. And this is why you shouldn't have gotten nominated. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, oh, y'all, oh, y'all are actually big yeah. mad and it's understandable. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, because here's the thing, like so many of them, they're way more, way more qualified the position than she is. Absolutely. No qualifications. Absolutely. I, all of my, a good chunk of my friends are actually teachers. They've done the whole teacher for America route. Mm-hmm. They're teachers in various different areas. And all of them are like, nah, fuck her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Fuck her. Uh, another one that's in, uh, 
uh, this week in, our, in uh, the resistance. Uh, Nordstrom, Neiman Markins drop Ivanka Trump's fashion collection, citing brand's performance. Uh, yet another department, George James, has announced it will no longer sell Ivanka Trump's uh, clothing line and accessory line. Uh, the Seattle-based Nordstrom said it would no longer carry the collection. Then on Friday, Dallas-based Neiman Marcus uh, said that they would drop the line too. Listen, um, I'm not really putting this here for the companies. I'm putting this here because uh, the people. The people to stop buying the shit. They've organized uh, to, to stop supporting Ivanka Trump's uh, uh, clothing and accessory lines, which honestly, on the list of things to boycott and, and, and let go, I was actually going to let the Ivanka shit slide. I, I, sure. I, 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 like, I, I, didn't, I, don't, I don't give a fuck. About, like, they're all evil. If your last name is Trump, you're all evil, even down the Baron. Don't give a fuck what anybody says. He's evil too. He's got the Trump blood in him. Um, but uh, I was going to leave on the slide, but other people didn't. So uh, I appreciate their. Well, here's the thing. I think it's fucking. your. Pers- I think your perspective of it is different because Ivanka Trump doesn't make clothes for men. She makes clothes for women. So uh, somebody who works in corporate, I will say that Ivanka's clothing line for women is actually pretty popular. Oh, I would say. I didn't even know that. So. Um, yeah. So I would I would say I would say it gets more traction than people thinks it does. It's a little bit on a prosier side, but before all of this was happening, I've gone into like uh, Nordstrom and saw her clothes and be like, oh, that's kind of cute. Also, people she also has a lot of lawsuits because she's she's been stealing designs off oh, of other people's shit. Get the bitch out of here, then. Fine, I don't care. Okay. Like I said, she's I- had like at least more than one lawsuit because she'll steal designs from like on shoes oh, from other God. people. Somebody oh. did like screenshots of this is the shoe on the left, this is shoe, her shoe on the right. Oh, like, there was like at least three or four different screenshots on on Twitter. And I was like, oh, okay, well then I can understand that. But like, uh, uh, but yeah, no, her, her clothes for like the corporate woman making a certain amount of money, she, she, do, she does well for herself actually. Oh, well in that uh, case, like I said, I was just appreciating the petty on it. But in that case, nah, get her shit out of here too. Fuck it. Yeah, no, and I appreciate the petty as well. But like additionally, like quite frankly, her, the fact that she's, gonna be involved politically and still have this business is some bullshit too oh no absolutely absolute bullshit so it was it was a fuck you it's just a fuck you regardless because like you're also pretending like your dad is not terrible but it's a super fuck you because oh. you are gonna be politically active in this family and you still have a business that's viable that's against all the rules well also don't forget also don't forget that um uh uh don't forget that it was ivanka who um tweeted out that picture of her and, and Jared Kushner that um, the same day that her father signed the, uh, like right after her father signed the uh, Muslim ban, she was posting some picture of, it was such an out of, con- like such a just out of touch picture to post at that moment. It was just ridiculous. So, But again, she's also the smartest person in that family. Which is I, scary. I do not doubt that yeah. she's not calculating. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. No. It, yeah. Get her the fuck out of here too. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right. Um, it is that time. Uh, we're not doing whiteness project roulette. I'm bringing our whiteness project roulette back next week, just because I feel like the streets need it. Um, because yeah, but we're gonna do a good old fashioned. <laughs> Good old fashioned great moments in white privilege, guys. This, this whole, but this, but, but this whole podcast was great. Oh, no, it really, it really was. But I saved the best for last because this is one of the ones I literally found out literally like as I'm leaving work on Thursday. Uh, I'm I, I oh every every so often every few years I get an arch nemesis on Twitter, and it's usually it can be somebody who has a blue check and who might be in media or something like that. And my new nemesis is Chris Cuomo from CNN. I hate this dude. He is a perfect example of one of those see both sides. I'm doing the righteous thing and we're doing the right thing as media. But 
and he's fucking terrible, and um, he finally crossed the line. Uh, he's crossed the line before, but this is it. Uh, I'll read the headline. I'll play the clip. Seen in Chris Cuomo, I believe being called fake news as equivalent of the N-word for journalists. Oh, no. The suggestion that Gorsuch said these things to Blumenthal is not at issue. Nobody who is relevant, who has knowledge of the conversation, has denied this. In fact, Senator Blumenthal said elsewhere this morning that Judge Gorsuch instructed him that he could, in fact, report the goings-on of this meeting. So, again, this is a distraction. The only thing that's bothersome about it is that I see being called fake news as the equivalent of the N-word for journalists, the equivalent of calling an Italian uh, any of the ugly words that people have uh, for that ethnicity. That's what fake news is to a journalist. So here's the thing. There are black journalists. All the journalists are white? Because they're not. There are black journalists who I'm sure have been called nigger, <laughs> nigger before. I'm positive. The, so... fact, the facts that I, I, need, I, need, I, need, I need white people to understand that the word nigger is not the same or equivalent to anything else you've been called or anything else being called anywhere else. You want to know why? Because anytime anybody wants to say it, they say the N-word. They don't say nigger. They say N-word. Why do you say it that way? Because you know that if you say nigger, you're in a heap of trouble. So when you go and say, yeah, I think being called cracker is the same as the N-word. It's not. Why? Because you will say cracker, but you won't say nigger. Being called, if you're a journalist and you're called fake news, that is not the equivalent. Not the equivalent of being called nigger because you'll say it's the equivalent of being called the N-word. You won't say nigger. Why? Because you know one is not the same as the other. You know it's not. But once again, we have a white guy here who wants to be oppressed so fucking bad and wants to be put him on the same level. Like, what is wrong with you? What is, are you, are you out of your goddamn mind? Out of your goddamn mind. Like, but, it, 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 but there, but here's my thing. Like, there are black journalists who I'm positive have had an experience where they have been called nigger. And they are also journalists. So they were also grouped into the, that group that was called fake news. What do you think they oh. feel is worse? Right. Like, again, it's so tone deaf and completely erases black journalists. Like, guys, it's it, the fact that, because, again, you're a white man. Nothing can be worse than being called fake news as a journalist. It's like, well, see about that. There are some journalists that can't get into the country because of the Muslim ban who, who live in the U.S. who are dual citizens well, or well, they're are from be, Canada. Well, well, they're being, well, well, they're being banned because they're fake news, not because they're Muslim. So, I mean, they're, right, right, they're right, 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 right. And there's black women journalists who are not only called niggers, they're called a lot of unsavory names because of being women. But that's that's not as bad as being called fake news. It's just it's equal. Guys, like, stop doing these false equivalences. Like, it's not just say, yo, I don't appreciate being called fake news. 
it's, problem solved. Like, I the re the the, the biggest shame. Yeah, you, it erases other people. It erases black journals. It 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 it, it elevates black white people to being. Oh, I'm oppressed too. The worst part to me, though, it goes back to. It, 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 amazingly, it kind of goes back to kind of validating why, you know, and, and while he, he's, he's wrong for this, why I think a lot of people of color look at the news as not necessarily fake news, but unreliable news. When you say something like this as a journalist, what you're telling me is you don't understand the history and weight of those words. You don't understand the plight of the Negro in America. You don't understand what it was like and what happens and what accompanied being called a nigger. You don't understand any of that shit. And you've whitewashed it just like they've whitewashed slavery in the history books to just being something that was really, really bad. You don't look at it as atrocious. You don't look at it as genocide. You don't look at it as a human rights violation. You don't look at it as as horrible as it is. You you look at it as something that's just oh it's just a bad word. There was more than that, you know. Well, but it, but it comes from the top down, Chris, because we have an administration who doesn't think any of the policies that they're coming out with is atrocious. Right. So here we are. Right. This is this is, this is the state that we're in. And, We've been here. We have a history of being here. Don't get me wrong, but this is where we're at. We have gotten to this point where, in the Obama administration. We thought we were so post-racial because it made everybody else feel better to be like, hey, look, we gave you that one black president one time. Now, fast forward to 2017. This is the result. It's not Obama's fault. It's not the administration's fault. The fact is that we can't handle when things are being when things change as a country. Like when we are trying to be progressive and be better fucking human beings, we can't change that. We can't we can't deal with it. So here's where we're at. So now you have these people that think that, like, you know the N-word is bad because you wouldn't have called it the N-word if you didn't think it was bad. You would have just said nigger, but you can't say nigger, and you know saying nigger will get you the fuck out of the paint. So you say the N-word. So based off of that, I don't understand how you thought that that would be a, a good comparison to being called fake news. One of these is not a racial slur. Guess which one? And, and on top of that, the audacity of white members of the media saying something like this, when they're being called fake news by a man who they created in Donald Trump. Like, white media created Donald Trump. When they gave him interviews, when they gave him time, when they entertained his bullshit all those years ago when he was a birther, when they gave him time when he was running in 2015 and he was being racist, and he literally launched his campaign off of racism, but you guys were afraid to call it racist. You all did not listen to black and brown people who told you, this man is racist, you should not give him time, you should not give him space, and you should treat him like the disgusting human being he is. You did not do that. But now that you are now in his sights, and you are being attacked by him, you want to lump yourself in with us, to say, see, we're just as persecuted as you are. No, you are not. This is Frankenstein's monster that you created. And we all know the story of Frankenstein. The monster always defeats and, and turns on his fucking master. And that is what you all did with Donald Trump. You entertained Frankenstein's monster. You created him. Literally did. 
interview after interview when he was going on his birth and stuff and interviewing on this shit when he was being an outright racist. You gave him a mic, you gave him a platform, you put him in front of people, and you said, this is normal. Yep. And now, now that he's president, you're president, and he's now turned on you, and has literally turned, it's just simple matter of everything in America, right? When black and brown people tell, tell the rest of white America, hey, this is bad, you shouldn't do this, you don't listen to us, until it affects you. Then all of a sudden, you want solidarity. You want people to come in and back you up. Had a problem with that all this week with white women talking about something. Well, this is being divisive. We shouldn't talk about it. We should come together. Fuck you. We've been right. talking about this shit for we've been talking about this shit for all this time. But let's talk about the week after like let's talk about the week uh 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 a couple of weeks after he won the election. How many news articles were really trying to normalize them as a family mm-hmm. and as a whole unit? It wasn't until he started getting back at the media and blocking them for certain access. Then they started fighting back. But until then, the only ones, the only news publications that were really fighting back were funny enough, ones that have uh, uh, um, like a large kind of like intersectional population. A great example of this is like a teen Vogue where Vogue magazine has not gotten with the program or written some articles that it's just like, girl, what? But teen Vogue is led by a black woman, editor in chief, Elaine Welthroth. And uh, they have written some of the best articles that Teen I have Vogue. seen in terms of, yeah, Teen Vogue. Teen for, Vogue. Right, yep, yes, exactly. Exactly. The editor-in-chief is a black woman. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm, yep. I read an article this week about how that, that turned around, the, 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 some of the article basically is they got they hired a black woman, you know? And that's what, the, uh, again, the, and I said this after the election, I was like, listen, we need to get white men out of the media because until we do, and, and honestly, white men and white women, because yep, until, until we do, their concern starts and stops when it affects them. Until, yep. until they see it really affecting them, they won't go there. Like I said, Chris Cohen went back and gave a, gave a shitty little apology for it. You know, he's like, I was wrong calling a journalist fake nothing. Nothing for calling a journalist fake. Nothing compared to the pan of a racial slur. I should not have said it. I apologize. Again, bullshit ass apology because, again, you should never, should never even cross your mind. She never even entered your mind to think that, but you did because, well, again, you don't, you're not thinking about us and you never will because that's not where you think of. Like, again, the, the journalists are only now realizing the shit show they created because Trump has now turned this attention to them. That once Trump named them the opposite, once Sean Spicer came out and said that the media is the opposition party and that's how Trump views them, that's when the media started going, oh shit. Maybe we should be actually realizing that this isn't normal. Until then, not only were they doing puff pieces on fucking Trump and his family, they were doing puff pieces on Richard fucking Spencer and the alt, the alt right. Fucking neo Nazis. Let's not forget the like, articles like from Mother Jones that was trying to call Richard Spencer like a, a dapper alt right yeah. person. And we're yeah. like, dog, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not until it turns on you that all of a sudden. You want to then pretend like you've always been here fighting right alongside the rest of us. Like I said, don't do that. No. Well, then, well, then, but that's that's across the board. Let's call it what it is. And I don't care. I'll be honest. Like, I feel like a lot of I think so. The Women's March was definitely getting planned. Like, I believe at the end of year, like, uh, like maybe like probably the December, like the November, December time frame. They started adding women of color after the fact, though, because they realized it was a problem. I don't know when that happened, but something in my heart of hearts has always told me that when Trump uh, signed the Hyde Agreement 
is when they started bringing in people of color mm-hmm. because I don't think that they would have gotten the traction they would like in, ter- in terms of like legitimizing it until they got people of color. Obviously, they didn't. It, it, yeah, that women of they color saved a lot that much. white women there, yeah. but like let's be honest, like people they wanted to make it as most inclusive as possible, and they realized that when it comes to the fight for for uh, uh, women, women of color have always been in. In, in in the trenches. I wouldn't say in the forefront because y'all wouldn't let us go into the front looking at you, the suffrage movement, but like you, we have always been on the ground doing the work. And even the day of the Women's March and part of it being kind of exclusionary to like trans people and women of color not necessarily feeling welcome and when they're trying to protest the issues that we have within kind of the feminist community and the womanist community because white women will always vote for their self-interest uh, uh, in terms of whiteness, they always aspire to whiteness as opposed to trying to be a true sister and, and believing in sisterhood. Like, uh, like there's still issues to this day. So you're absolutely right. When it comes to white women and white men, God forbid something happens to them and they're ready to fall, castrate, you know, prostrate in front of the Lord because they are, they just can't handle it. So when we have these white people talking about, I'm so surprised that it happened like this. Once again, you don't listen to people of color. You don't listen to marginalized folks. We tried to tell you. I I don't know why. There's nothing in Trump's experience that would make him qualified to be president. And I've heard people be like, well, I like him because of his trade policy. What? Like, I like him because of these aspects. I think he's a truthful president. He doesn't bullshit you. <laughs> Dog, like, these are the most flimsy of excuses. So then when shit goes bad, like, they turn off your your uh, Affordable Care Act, and now you don't got no health insurance. Or, hey, I'm married to a person of color, and they just got banned from the country. I can't see my family. I can't see my extended relatives. Or, hey, as a woman, I now cannot, like, in terms of it, uh, me getting abortion or me having the option to get an abortion is going to be extremely fucking harder over the next four years. Me getting birth uh, birth control attached to my health care is going to get extremely fucking harder in terms of uh, the next four years. And it might not happen at all. All these different things. And you're just so shocked and surprised because y'all are trial and error people, people, I've realized. You guys are the type of people where you like to fall on your face and break every bone in your fucking face instead of listening to marginalized people. You'd rather almost kill yourself going through the experience and being like, well, let's wait and see instead of listening to people who have experienced this for centuries because you got to see it for yourself. Fuck you. Yep. Thank you very much. I, I got nothing else to add. Yeah, that's a great way for me to... Yeah, I, I, what she said. <laughs> we got... All right, last thing before we get out of here, we do it every week. We've been doing this. Black woman shout out. Uh, I'm just doing one this week. I do have others, but I need to, I need to get everything together for this. Uh, it's a uh, black proverb, proverbs, proverbs. It's a uh, BLK, not black for um, proverbs.com. And uh, they sell different. Um, again, there's another, there's another site that sells different. They have black violence matter hoodies. They have pillows. They have all, they have a, a one thing I really love is they have a, um, a black proverbs, uh power fist sweatshirt. That has, um, let's see, and it's, oh, and they're sold out right now, but it's really nice. It, it says, it's just like black, love, African knowledge, beauty. Uh, it's, a, just, it's just very, very black. And it's in a, in a uh, black power fist. Uh, they're sold out right now, but I definitely highly recommend going out and checking, checking that out. They have coffee mugs. Ain't nobody asked you. I actually might have to get a coffee mug like this. I have to see it. Are these sold out? No, they're not sold out. I'm getting one. Uh, and it stands for uh, beauty, love, and knowledge. And uh, there's free shipping for orders over $100. 
So please go and check them out. Again, uh, they also have Black Lives Matter wristbands. Uh, hey, oh, <laughs> they have a nice little knitted, uh, knitted beanie that says bruh on it. Uh, they have a cu- uh, coffee mug. You might like this. Not today, Satan. They also have a hoodie. Not today, Satan. Hoodies. Yes. Can I? Can I get this? this one? No, that's not sold out either. Yep. Okay. Cool. And they also have a Can I Live hoodie, which I actually I might be getting a lot of stuff from here. So, uh, please go check them out. Again, this notes will be in the show notes. You can check them out. Uh, Joy, do you have anybody you want to put in for your Black Woman shout out for today? Um, you know what? The Grammys are on Sunday. It's uh, tomorrow. I'm gonna say my black woman shout out is Beyonce because she is everything. No, I I I thoroughly enjoy Beyonce. I think the Lemonade album, in terms of you haven't seen, you have not seen the visual. Uh, I've, seen, I've, I've seen enough of it. I've seen enough of it. Yeah, the the amount of blackness that is in the visual album, uh, taking from various different elements of kind of African and in certain in African culture from certain different countries in Africa to uh, some of the ideals of like African goddesses and uh, what that means from, from that work to uh, visualizing Creole culture and, and, and plantains, uh, plantains, plantains, uh, um, plantations. I'm, bl- I'm blinking. Sorry. I'm hungry. Plantations. Um, to using uh, Somali poets and using her their word her words for the visual lemonade album. Um, obviously, it's a visual component, but it's so attached to the album in itself. Formation was a moment in time. Her performance was a moment in time. The music video was a pro- uh, was a moment in time. There's so much regional, uh, international, and just personal blackness that comes with the lemonade album. And I listen. If she does not win the Grammys, she deserves. We riot at dawn. I'm very <laughs> serious about this. Like I love Beyonce. She is going. She is growing little Kelly and Michelle in her stomach. And together, those three, those three beautiful babies are going to be the next generation of um, Destiny's Child, and they're going to save us from this destruction of the world. <laughs> That's very hopeful. Um, if we last that long. <laughs> no, it's so funny. I wasn't a blue like I'll I'll see some articles that come out and I'll 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 write Justin like, oh dog, we're gonna die. And at some point he was like, No, they're gonna have to kill my black ass. I will live. I will live through it. Listen, and I don't blame listen. him. Like yeah. I it's we somebody who just tweeted this like while I was on I was like looking through my timeline while we were talking and uh people were saying that I get tired of talking about like, hey, we survived the Reagan era, we'll survive the Trump era. And they're like, people did, some people didn't live during right. the Reagan some era. some people didn't make it, yo. It's like, listen. Some people died, like people died during the Reagan era. Yeah, listen. I don't want that to be a, hey, we'll survive. It's like, hey, but what about the people that are gonna, people are gonna die from this. Yeah. People like, are honestly gonna die from this. Right. I don't want to end on like a really sad note, but like, it's, it's, it's super imperative that now more than ever, and I know some of you motherfuckers won't, start listening to black women we will be saving your asses when the apocalypse comes, like yeah. we always have been doing. We try to save you before. Yeah. 94% of us did what we were supposed to do. Majority of us were very skeptical and had legitimate uh, 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 concerns about Hillary as, as as the nominee. Let's go. Like, it's the truth. And out of anybody, we had legitimate gripes and beefs about it, and we still went and did. We got a formation. Like, we voted. Only when, only to, Yeah, only black women had well thought out and 
factual, planned out reasons for why they had issues with Hillary Clinton. And even after all that, they still went out and 94% of them voted for Hillary Clinton. All right. Because so, we are always like, as a black woman, you, and listen, we're not the most perfect people in the world, but as black women, you can't, we just kind of can't help but like see the future. Like there's something about how our brains operate where we, we kind of, we're willing to be martyrs for the sake of, of the nation. And it sucks that we're not getting that reciprocation from everybody else. So if you or one of these people who, and I don't know why, have been straddling the fence on black women, first of all, fuck you. You need to get on the winning side, hoe. But, like, get start listening to black women because we will we will save you from the apocalypse, like, quite frankly. Like, we've been doing this. Maxine Waters is a great example. I That's also who my black woman shadow is. I love <laughs> Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters is not here for it. Maxine Waters reminds me of my grandmother. Kind of looks like my grandmother, too. I love Maxine Waters. And whoever wrote that terrible article saying that she was a sassy uh, congresswoman, also fuck you. Because all this sassiness that you swear, she's not doing anything different than what Senator Warren is doing. But because she's a black woman, she has to be sassy. Fuck y'all. But like, she has been the most outspoken person. Like, not cutting corners. I want this man impeached. Uh, a uh, person who is in any type of 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 like political seating, and she has been fighting for us. She's been around, has been fighting for us, mm-hmm. but she has been the most loud. Has not been sugarcoating it. Nope. This is a wonderful one of many examples of people who are not playing these games. Like, stop straddling the fence on this. Like, we have been, we have the keys. We have had the keys all this time. Start listening to us. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm still shopping on uh, blackproverts.com. They have an I'd spend all three wishes wishing a nigga would coffee mug. Ooh, what is this? What is it? Black Proverbs? Yeah, B-L-K-B-L-K-P-R-O-V-E-R-B-S.com. I'm getting this. I'm copying this. Wait, B, wait, BLK. Oh, black. So yeah, black without the yeah, without, without the, the agency. A, Got a, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I I'm, I'm love this. this. I, I'd spend all three wishes wishing a nigga would. Yeah, I'm getting this. I'm. I'm. I'm I, this is happening. So please go out and check these. If you have, uh, uh, if you're a black woman, you have a business, and you want to promote it on the Insanity Check or others. Or I'm going to start expanding this out to other pro, uh, other shows we have on the network. Um, email me at bwbusiness at uh, mtrnetwork.net. Um, I'm hoping we're having a sh- another show starting soon by a black woman on the MTR network. And she'll be reaching out to some of our uh, the black women who have submitted to us to kind of get you guys on there. Maybe talk about your businesses and other things involving black women as well. We're hoping to get that rolling hopefully in the next month or two. Um, oh, so I can't cool. wait for that announcement. Yeah. So uh, wait, we're still working on it. And uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. And I'm really looking forward to what's coming forward with the MTR network uh, this year. So, um Joy, thank you very much for joining me on another long show, but it's always a joy to have you on here. Uh, please tell folks where they can find you at. Yep, uh, mostly Twitter. Uh, Jump for Joy, J-U-M-P-E-D-F-O-R-J-O-I, not Y, I. Um, you can find me on BlackGirlNerds.com. I'm doing more podcasting there. I'm actually going to be starting writing comic book reviews on Black Girl Nerds pretty soon, so I'm very excited about that. And I think I am going to actually make a website of like all of the podcasting that i've done and like all of my articles kind of like an online resume Mm -hmm. so when i have that i'll just post it on my twitter account all right cool awesome 
And everybody else, you know how you can find us. MTRnetwork.net, MovieTrailerReviews.net. Uh, we got a lot of stuff coming out here. I still have, um, again, I'm writing Expanse reviews now. So if you watch The Expanse, which you should be watching The Expanse, it's really, really great. Uh, I am writing reviews for that. Uh, tomorrow, Deepom and I will do the first part of our Green Lanterns um, character corners. Uh, we're changing it up a little bit. I know we said we're going to do Hal and John first. It, we're kind of we, we decided that's a little bit harder to do, so we're just going to kind of just go in or, uh, not in order, but we're going to we have a timeline. We're going up until uh, the fall of uh, Hal Jordan, and then it's basically the pre Jeff John stuff. But it should be fun. We're doing that soon. Um, obviously, Super Tuesday is always going to be there, and um, we got plenty of stuff coming on the premium networks as well. So again, check us out there. Leave us five star reviews. Again, the reviews on podcasts always helps. If you leave a five-star review on the Character Corner or on the Super Tuesday Recap, we will read it on air. Uh, everybody else, if you have anything else, just email us, mtrailerreviews at movietrailerreviews.net. Till next time, we are out of here. Peace. Bye, guys.